afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, December the 22nd. 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could join us today. We are ever approaching Christmas Day. A day that I know I'm not ready for. And I don't think I was ready last year. And I don't think I was ready the year before that. I had like Mr. Black one time in my life. I'm pretty sure. Maybe one year that I can remember. Did I ever actually, honest to God, Managed to get all Christmas shopping, all wrapping, all everything done. Like, there was one year I was done at the end of November. The whole, it was glorious. The whole December, not a a second was any of that shit on my mind. And it is amazing how much more you can actually enjoy the entire fucking month when the whole of December is not, oh my god, December is three weeks away. Oh no, it's two weeks away. Oh no, it's a week away and I still haven't bought shit. But I haven't done that but the one time. Because I have no discipline. It's true. And unfortunately, this year is another one of those years. But the upshot is, I have an excuse. I'm broke, bitch! <laughs> I ain't got no money to buy presents this year. So I, I get off the hook. I bought like a, you know, a little small thing for, for mom and dad and, uh, and, and the rest of it. Nobody's expecting shit. Everyone knows we're broke. So it's like we, we get like a, a, a one-time pass. Uh, on uh, on this one, but uh, nevertheless, another technical podcast. Glad you could join us today. Of course, another great show lined up. Last one before Santa comes to town uh, and either disappoints everyone, uh, ter- you know, tremendously because even Santa can't afford anything in this climate. Santa had to raise minimum wage, and now he can't afford it anymore. You got to all the toys get too expensive. Uh, but before we get started, of course, got the most important question of the week, Mister Black. How was your week? Uh. Yeah, it was uh, another week. Same old <laughs> shit. Uh, I'm also not ready for Christmas. Um, I was I, I took today off streaming so that I could get out and finish it. I I did the vast majority like four or five days ago, and then okay. I was gonna go tomorrow, but then we're supposed to get some bad weather. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I should probably go out now because it's just gonna be a shitstorm. It's already you know it's already crazy out there. I went to the mall today. Oh, it's probably insane, bro. <laughs> no. That ain't it. It ain't it. This ain't like last year, the year before, where people were still a bit skittish about going out in public. Nah, bro. It's, Everybody's it's out. It's full-blown. Everyone's yeah. back. It's probably worse, because people have been, like, inside for two years for Christmas shopping, and now yeah. everyone's like, people actually, I, I feel like there's some people that want to Christmas shop, like it's an event now, because it's been a couple of years since they've probably been out to do it, and so it's yeah. probably just fucking bedlam i haven't personally been out don't because go. again i'm broke don't go so i, I can't i have no work. reason <laughs> just the traffic alone makes you want to pull your hair out even before you get to the damn mall <laughs> traffic is dumb like everybody's out like everywhere places that like there wouldn't be traffic it's like just okay jammed. i'll go th- i'll go this route because i know that like shit nobody goes down here no nah, bro jammed <laughs> no matter where you go like i took a gamble today i took a gamble i was like oh right, i'm gonna go this way because, like, I could see the traffic piling up. My mom go this way. It's like, all right. I took one <laughs> turn, and I said, no, I fucked up. I should have stayed right where I was. So Bro, I added that... a solid 15, 20 minutes to my life. Uh, that, just... that happens way too easy now. Yeah, well, and, and some of it, Some of it, too, though, and, I, and, and this is it for me a little bit, is that um, 
for my experience the last couple of years, well, one, our population went up pretty considerably in the last few years. Yeah. Like three years, we went up like like a hundred thousand people almost. Like some that's a, that's not a small number of people for Halifax. That's a lot of people. So, uh, in fact, like a hundred thousand is close to what the entire population of the downtown core has been for our entire lifetime, basically. So to go up that number was in, in that short period of time it definitely makes it a, a part of the problem. And the other thing for me is I've been so used to uh, taking M to work before rush hour. And coming back after rush hour, I I I for like I had no idea what the like the what congestion looked like anymore until I started like going out midday delay if I if we had to do something for the house or something and it's just fucking bonkers, bro. Everywhere is insane. Yeah, but, you know you add Christmas to that and it's it's on a whole nother level. <laughs> it's everywhere. Like you can't. It's everywhere. So did you go to the Halifax Shopping Center? Was like your yeah. Well, I went out. I went out to. I was gonna go to McMac. I stopped at my mom's and to see like what Dad needed, and then the stuff that he was humming and hawing about was at Halifax Shopping Center. So I said, "Oh fuck, okay." So I went to Halifax Shopping Center, <laughs> and yeah, insanity ensued. So yeah, yeah. mom and dad. Mom and dad were out today. They had brunch with uh, one of my aunts and uncles and uh, a little pre-Christmas brunch, and then. And then they went out to to do some last minute small stuff, probably stocking stuffers and shit. And they talked about, they talked one, they talked about how crazy the traffic was. But then two, they they said they walked into chapters and bears like, and they look. Ted was like, uh, no. every no. single thing in that store is six hundred thousand dollars. There is yeah. no longer anything in chapters that is even remotely affordable like for what you're getting. Man. It Dude, like I took. I took Kaload for um, when we went to go see Avatar on. Oh right, Sunday. that was your second, your second, her first, right, right. Yeah, went out to Avatar, and we went, we went and stopped at Jack's. Um, like Jack Astor's? Yeah, stopped at Jack's. I haven't been there in fucking. I haven't been to Jack Astor's probably fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I used to work there, and I think I ate there maybe two or three times after I worked there, like in my life. So I would say the last time I went, because Kayla likes it, was like maybe eight years ago or okay. so. I don't know, seven, eight years ago. It was never bad. It was okay. It was never bad. It's okay, no. right? It's, yeah. it's okay food. But my God, dude, <laughs> for two people to eat, and I didn't drink. Kayla had one drink because, like, I got to watch what I fucking put in my stomach these days. So, like, I'm on of high course. guard, right? So, you know, I'm eating. I just have, like, a chicken and rice fucking stir fry. She has a burger. She had a drink, uh, like a... I don't know some gin like I think she had yeah she had like a Tom Collins or something oh okay and uh I, yeah I, I got the bill and it was like ninety dollars for two <laughs> people at what? Jack Astor's at Jack I'm, Astor's I was like what the fuck man like uh, this is just it's, what it's actually it's actually insane so I bro said, you can I like, kiss my Jack Astor if you think I'm spending that I'm much never there. going back. I'm never going back ever. I told Kayla this will be the very last. Like I could have, I could have spent an extra fifty dollars tops, probably forty bucks, and gone and to Moxie's. Yes, like and ate like a like like a much more, it's, a nicer meal. And right? even then, even, even Moxie's then, at one hundred and forty bucks, I'm going. No, 
I'm like, I, I'm getting closer and closer to turn on a YouTube video on how to cook some of this shit at home. Doing my, yeah. doing myself. So I told, I told Caleb, like, how do people afford this shit? Like, I don't think they like, do. I think no, that's the Caleb secret. Said, Caleb, Caleb said, I don't. Caleb said they can't. I was like, I think you're right. Like, what the fuck, man? So, I just think, yeah. I just think people are still. You know what? I, 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 I think the some movies, people. Bro, went to the movies. Oh, how bad was that for two of you, dude? I mean, it was IMAX, but like, Jesus fuck. Uh, <laughs> two movie tickets was $48 oh. for two movie tickets. Uh. And we haven't even talked about concessions. Uh. We got two bottles. I, I, I was like, that's it. I'm done. I got two bottles of water. It was 11 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, man, fuck this place, man. $11 <laughs> for water? For two bottles of water. Holy shit. Wow. Uh. Anyway, bro, I digress, bro. I'd be the, I'd be walking past the garbage cans, picking up a half eaten bag of popcorn before I spend that much money on fucking water. Seriously. Holy shit. But it is true. It's like that. It's like that everywhere. And you know what I think it is, is I think like, especially for someplace like Moxie's where, where the people that would typically eat their like middle class to slightly above middle class, if you're eating there with any regularity, because in general, you're spending a... 30, like you said, 30 or 40 bucks more than if you were to go to one of the other staples in Bears Lake, for example, like an east side or a, a used to be Jack Astor's, but now apparently not. Jack Astor's upscaled their shit to some fucking yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy level. But fucking believe it. But I think, I think people are still just kind of doing like their, like a routine, like they're used to going there and they get the bill and they don't even think about it. They just fucking like swipe the card. And I think in another few months when this starts to like, they're going to start looking at their shit going, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. These Moxie's runs there. They used to be, they used to be $80 for two of us. Now it's $180. We should probably, st- we should probably stop. It's nuts, man. It's fucking nuts. So Holy anyway, shit. That's been my, that's been my week. It's just been a week. Well, you know, it's not terrible, but it's definitely never fun getting out in the hustle and bustle. Uh, I used to enjoy it, but now it's like... I don't. (sighs) And then, like, I ordered some shit. My mom and my my wife's gift. Hmm. I don't even think it's going to get here in time. Like, so... uh, I'm just like I'm You're just bro- over Christmas. I'm over Christmas, man. I'm you just, really I'm just have done. to like with the ordering shit, even from Amazon. You got to order that shit like December first is your deadline now. Uh, yeah, because it's crazy. So, yeah. So anyway, no, no, it's it, it is it's wild out there. Uh, my my last week was uh, excuse me was was reasonably good. We um, got a bunch more done at the house. The uh, we've been keeping it secret from from M who is. Should have been home right now, but um, Canada is currently stuck in the seventh circle of hell if hell was frozen. Uh, and so flights everywhere are fucked. Like across the country, like this this little pocket, Nova Scotia, like fucking PEI. So we're about the only place in the country that is not stuck in like minus 45 degree bullshit with snow and everything else. And so, and, and they all seems to be centered around major airports. So she had to get, you know, uh, she was flying from Northern BC into central to get from BC to Montreal, to Montreal, back to Halifax. And every one of those stops was like, the backups were just fucking terrible because they couldn't de-ice the planes because it was legitimately 40 below zero. And so you start, you start de-icing the plane, the de-icer just doesn't work anymore. The de-icer becomes ice. 
And so uh, they had they had to just sit the planes on the tarmac, and they couldn't do anything. So, uh, but thankfully, we got really lucky. So the day before everything was fucked, the day that she went out yesterday, well, last night technically, um, it had gotten it had warmed up just enough that they could get planes off the ground. And so she got out of there, but now she got stuck in Montreal. So she's there. Originally, she was going to be stuck there until tomorrow, but now they found another plane to get her back tonight so midnight she'll be back here sometime theoretically and so i'll be going out to get her tonight and then we're gonna have to go back to get luggage or something another time whenever the fuck the luggage shows up uh but yeah it's just a complete gong show so other than that and we'll be home thankfully for christmas that's the important part so we'll have that uh done and dusted and then at the house we got a bunch of work done we started putting up a bunch of lights and things uh the uh like i said we were keeping before i derailed there we've been keeping the kitchen countertops a secret from M. she has no idea they're going in because she thought they were not going to be until like the new year uh and so they went in um they went in yesterday and so uh and they went in beautifully everything was was smooth as butter uh we uh there the one seam in that quartz is like fucking ridiculous uh they thankfully everything was pretty much level and flat uh, dad and i spent way too much time shimming and fucking getting a level but the result is the seam is so good you can pass a fucking razor blade over it and it doesn't fetch on the razor blade. Perfection! And then it, what was even better is that the former for the for the fucking courts when he cut the seam, the guy the guys the, even the guys that were installing were like, holy shit, he's getting better. But we don't don't tell him, but he's getting better. Cause there's a pattern that goes right through the seam. And when they put the seam together, the pattern actually perfectly carries right over the seam. So you like your eyes don't even see the seam anymore. It's fucking incredible good shit so i was very happy about that uh the uh and then the butcher block is there dad and i are going to start staining the underside of it to find out what's actually going to work it's maple and maple if anyone that's ever stained before is a fucking asshole to stain uh it is very difficult to not get blotchy so we're going to do our best but uh, but we'll see how that goes uh and then other than that we've got our guy booked for backsplash will be in the next uh, seven ten days and then we're getting pre- pretty much the slide appliances in get back to uh flooring once the appliances are out and then we're painting some baseboards and the house is more or less ready to move in so uh things are going well uh well on that front we were close to meeting our our christmas window but uh but not quite having to fuck with that fridge wall set us back a little too far uh but it is what it is the 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 glories of home home ownership they never they never end now it's time to talk about game news, and after I've worn this Christmas hat long enough, this room is too hot, I'm going to sweat to death, so I'm going to take that off, and, uh, and just air my bald-ass head out instead. Uh, so as you can imagine, going into the Christmas week after the Game Awards, there's not exactly a shitload of news, but we got some things to talk about this week, Mr. Black. Uh, we finally know, for example, who will be publishing Crystal Dynamics' next Tomb Raider game after Square Enix sold off the property. Um, so for those who would remember, this has been a while now, but Square Enix went on like a fire sale and sold off a bunch of their intellectual property. Um, they seem to be downsizing to pretty much just a core couple of things like, you know, Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy. Uh, so they started, you know, fire sale and a bunch of stuff. One of those things was, uh, the Tomb Raider, 
uh, franchise, the modern Tomb Raider franchise that Crystal Dynamics has been uh, developing for, for several years now. Uh, and so everyone was waiting, you know, to see who was going to publish it, because we all knew another game was coming, we just didn't know who was going to publish it. That is apparently going to be Amazon. Amazon picked up the rights to, uh, to publish that globally, uh, and uh, will handle that. Also, the game is being developed for multi-platform, of course, like all the others. Uh, and is using Unreal Engine 5. And I just have here in my notes, if you've played any of the uh, Tomb Raiders of the last, you know, couple since they rebooted the franchise, they're all really good-looking games. They're all very, very high-fidelity games, so I'm, I'm anxious to see what uh, Crystal Dynamics can pull off with Unreal Engine 5 uh, for this upcoming one. I suspect it will probably look pretty fucking uh, incredible. Uh, the sequel to one of the best and most popular PlayStation titles... Uh, which is Spider-Man, uh, which was always a bit of a, a dark horse for me. I was always surprised, but it was it was a very good game. I just didn't think that it would ever sell as much as it did, but holy shit, there are some Spider-Man video game fans out there. So Spider-Man 2, the sequel to that, uh, finally got a, uh, a proper release date, or at least a window. They're calling it fall of 2023. So that's anywhere from September through... Well, we're gonna, when they say fall, what they really mean is September through December. <laughs> is what they mean. Which holiday window are we going to attempt to hit, is what they're saying when they say uh, fall. So, uh, yeah, you got a good idea. It'll be before Christmas. I promise you they're going to do their damnedest to get that shit out the door so that, you know, some other poor bastard like Jeff here the other day is out trying to buy all the presents for the kids and they get that copy of fucking Spider-Man 2 lest, you know, Santa Claus be lynched from the household uh, after not delivering. I got Kai the, um, the, broken, the broken Pokemon game. Oh, the new, oh, the, uh, 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 uh Scarlet and, and whatever. Yeah. Uh, so which one, which of the two did you go with? Scarlet or, uh... What was the I, other one? Um, I honestly can't remember. It's got, like, honest. a picture of, like, a reddish Pokemon in the That's front. Probably Scar- that's probably Scarlet, then. Because okay. it will go with the, the name. Gotcha. Uh, Scarlet. That's the one I got. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all the same shit. They just, I, can we just, can I just take a second to applaud Nintendo and 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 game freak for somehow manufacturing a really oddly specific niche market that allows them to release two identical fucking video games with almost no differences between them save a couple of exclusive pokemon so that you were forced to try and trade with friends or if you have no friends like me buy both to have all the pokemon like we just like Smart. So when you hear like when you hear 10 million in sales what you're really wondering is how many of those 10 million were people buying Probably one of each of them? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Get fucked. It's just the fleecing is spectacular. Nobody else has done that, by the way. They are the only people capable of pulling that shit off, and nobody bats an eye. It's magnificent. But uh, yeah, well done, well done, Pokemon. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll wait with bated breath to to see what uh, what Mr. Kai you know thinks of of the game. I suspect it will be something like Pokemon. Yep. Be that will probably be the it. review uh, of that game. We'll just be him screaming Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> Chris Chris Metzen has rejoined Blizzard on the WoW team, as, an annou- as announced this week. Chris was, for those who don't know, Chris was one of the original designers that worked on the Warcraft series way back in 1994, probably before some of you listening had even been born. He's been around the uh, the company for a while. He left in 2016, around the time that pretty much everyone was leaving the company. Uh, that was a big, long-standing uh, member. Uh, they started hemorrhaging like crazy, you'll remember, uh, right around that time. He was one of them. 
uh, but uh, is coming back specifically to work, uh, I guess, on the World of Warcraft segment. Not necessarily, they didn't say just the, the MMO, but like anything WoW, anything WoW related. So I don't know if that means that they've got like some mobile shit in the works, or if they also include Hearthstone in that net, or what. But he is back and, uh, and continuing to work in some capacity there. I suspect it is largely going to be oversight. He's not going to likely be doing a bunch of coding or designing himself, perhaps. But maybe he is. I don't know. Nevertheless, lots of people were pretty excited about that because, hey, he's one of the OGs that made the shit that everyone loves. And that was not there and now is back. So it's relatively good reason to be excited uh, for, uh, for many people, especially when it comes to the World of Warcraft uh, community. Uh, the CMA, that's the, uh, that's the, the, the European FTC for those, uh, keeping track at home. Phase two is chucking along. We've talked about this is, of course, with the Activision Blizzard bio by Microsoft. We've got a little updates. It's kind of like, looks like a weekly thing these, uh, these days. Uh, it'll probably slow down now that we're getting into the holiday season. But, uh, so as mentioned before, they're in phase two, which is a time where they open up to submissions by the public to tell them what the public thinks about the buyout, because I guess it's part of their process of evaluating whether or not it will be fair, is whether or not the consumers give a shit enough to write them in. And so, uh, thus far, they've had 2,100 submissions in total by the public. 75% of that 2,100 are in favor of the buyout, thus far. Uh, The public submission process will remain open until March of 2023, at which point the CMA will then take phase one and two and, uh, uh, you know, look over everything and make their decision as to whether or not they're going to be, you know, thumbs up or get fucked uh, on this uh, on this buyout in the EU. And then, of course, it will be from that point, how much money does Microsoft want to spend suing them if they do try to block <laughs> to block the buyout uh, in the uh, in the EU? But kind of if that continues, if uh, 2100 is a reasonable sample size. And this is the early days, and so the ones that you're going to get up front are probably the most passionate people that are paying attention to this. And so 2,100 people up to this point is a reasonable sample size uh, and should give you, within a, a reasonable margin of error, a pretty good look at what the outcome will be even in March. Uh, will it be 75%? Maybe not, but it will probably be pretty close to 75% in favor uh, of it. And as a regulatory body that's supposedly, you know, is supposed to be acting upon the best interest of the consumers, uh, when the consumers tell you that they are in the vast majority, three in every four people in favor, it's kind of hard to fucking make the argument at that point to uh, to not let it uh, go through. They do have a list if you're interested. I won't go over it here uh, in the in the interest of having everyone fall asleep. But if you are interested in it, the CMA did post the responses or like the highlights of like what all of these people when they're writing in they categorized what their main points were and then and then you know kind of brought those all together so that people could see in general what the people who were for it and against it what their main points were uh and and they're they're not surprising i read them they're not shocking they're exactly what you would expect the people who are for and against this would say um, I did feel like the people who were for it were sounded at least like they were a little bit more educated about it than the people who were against it uh, in terms of the actual process and what and what it is likely to mean. But nevertheless, that is available if you want to go and uh, and check it out for yourself. And now from this point, I think what will happen is we're going to be the news is less going to be about the CMA, I would imagine, except for when they update this and say this is how many people are for or against until March. 
and more about the FTC lawsuit in the U.S. And then, of course, those poor bastards uh, that I'm about to mention here uh, who are also going to make attempt at it. So not long after the FTC mentioned that they want to sue them, Mr. Black, just like those crazy bastards in, in Quebec that thought they had a case against Epic, uh, there were a few people in California that got together and said, hey, let's make at least one lawyer really rich. And so they decided to try and sue Microsoft before this thing even went through for anti-consumer or anti uh, or, or for antitrust reasons uh, before this deal had even gone through as a class action lawsuit. Of course, the judge said, yeah, sure, go knock yourself out. You know, go fucking file away, see what happens. So there's a couple lawyers that are going to make a whole bunch of money off of people that think that they're going to somehow, you know, uh, stop this. Imagine, just to think of the logic of this. Before a buyout has even happened, suing, f- suing a company as a consumer, you haven't even purchased a product yet. Because you can't, under the new buyout. It hasn't happened. You, like, everything is still, is still par for the course as it was months ago. Everything is still a- operating the same. And then going in and trying to sue before any of that's happened is a complete madness. But hey, like I said, it's going to make a couple of lawyers lots of money. Congratulations to whatever lawyers have uh, taken up that class action. Good work. Godspeed. Enjoy the Christmas bonus. Uh, and, uh, and we'll see how that pans out. And I suspect the, uh, the results will be no. That's <laughs> how that's going to probably go. Much like with the FTC, except the difference is the FTC is going to get paid out a whole bunch of money uh, on the other side. Uh, Sony's DualSense Edge, Mr. Black, which is like the uh, Sony's answer to the... the Xbox Elite controller, you know, it's got back paddles and shit on it and whatnot. Uh, they, uh, people started getting that shit in their hands, uh, I guess, and uh, the one of the major com- uh, complaints or concerns has been the battery life on it, uh, which is not surprising, really, if you think about it. There's a lot more going on in these controllers than, uh, than the standard controllers, but the form factor remains the same, which is what Sony mentioned when defending the fact that the battery life was, was kind of bad. The problem is that the f- battery life on the DualSense controller for PS5 was already pretty shit. And so now that they've... The way that Sony describes it is a moderate reduction in, uh, in battery life. And, and moderate is a very broad term and could mean, oh, was it an hour? Two hours less? three hours less. Uh, who fucking knows? Uh, my, my PS5 DualSense gets somewhere in the neighborhood of, and hasn't even been used that much yet, but it gets somewhere in the neighborhood of, well, let's say seven to eight hours, I would say, which is for me, fine. I'm not, I'm, I'm old enough, you know, we're, we're old, we're old men. So like, if I, if I'm playing and I have a cable, I don't give a shit. I'm like the cable doesn't bother me most of the time when I plug it into charge I forget it's even plugged in my ass is sitting on the couch I have a wireless controller plugged in all the time I'm not even thinking about it like I don't give a shit but there's a lot of people that aren't used to that they're like oh wireless everything and so uh yeah they're they're a little bit concerned about it I'm more concerned about the fact that 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 uh it's 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 200 or more US dollars which is about what uh, the Elite is, I, mean, I think the Elite, Elite Microsoft controller might be a little less than that, but they're very expensive controllers. I do like my Elite a lot, but bro, it is, when a controller costs half as much as a console. Oh. That ain't it. It's kind of hard to justify, let's be honest. It's a, little, it's a little bit of a fucking stretch. Especially in this economy. $200 for a controller in this economy? No. You go to Jack Astor's twice for that. 
if you're lucky. <laughs> no alcohol though. You get it. No your alcohol is off the off the table. You got to stick to yeah. table water and table tap water only. You're not yeah. allowed to and that's no appetizers, booze. nothing. That's just two. So meals, that was just mains drink. drink, no mains dessert and a drink, no dessert. $90 for mains, no $89. And then I gave huh. a $20 tip. So I spent $100 for two people. That's illegal. And if it's not, it should be. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Holy shit. I would have said, hey, you need some dishes washed out there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I Seriously. cover some of this with some dishwashing, please? Seriously. I wasn't expecting this fucking this fucking bill. Dude, funny enough, funny <laughs> enough, when I was at Eastside Mario's years ago, uh, there was a guy in there that made the joke. So I don't know how I don't know how it went, but I was serving food. And then all of a sudden, there was this dude in the back scrubbing dishes that I'd never seen before. And I thought, like, he was, like, a new guy. Like, I just thought, like, okay, it's whatever. I didn't say anything to him. He didn't have, he didn't have like, a uniform on, nothing, just whatever. <laughs> Apparently, there was a guy in the dining room that half-joked about, like, I can't really afford this. Like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do some dishes. So, like, the management said, hey, if you want to do some dishes... The meal's on us. And he no. took it up. And he went out back and he actually... He, no he was shot, like, really? He was, gr- he was grinding dishes for about 20, 25 minutes and got that's, a free meal. That's fucking... Bro. Yeah. I would actually... Especially now, if it's a $90 fucking meal, it's not going to be 20 minutes worth of washing dishes. They're going to have your ass out there for a full shift. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, they're going to say, all right, we're going to book you in for next Tuesday for eight straight hours. You good? Especially the way that minimum wage is right now, ninety dollars cover that meal. Woo! Yeah. It's a lot of dishes. <laughs> it's a lot of di- but props to management for like actually just letting them do. That's a meme. I- I'd probably do that too. Like if the guy joked, like, like really, joke. like yeah, like he could have paid, but like they were like, go for it. If you want to do it, sure, we'll give you a meal for free. But you're gonna go back and you're gonna go and do this next this next big load of dishes. He that's too. That's too funny. Props. Yeah. That's a story. That's a story. For him, that's a story later on. You know, actually, you know, people joke about doing that. Like, motherfucker, I did that shit. I did it. That happened. Uh, somehow, Mr. Black, Diablo 4 has gotten yet another meme in its name. Uh, it seems to, uh, you know, Diablo as a franchise just can't seem to escape it. I mean, it's never going to escape Don't You Have Phones. I mean, that's that shit's that's going to be tarred. Tarred and feathered and stapled on their forehead for the rest of eternity. That's going to go on that guy's fucking gravestone at the end. Don't you have phones? That shit was terrible. But uh, uh, but another meme has ensued. Uh, and this one is uh, that people are a little bit scratching their heads over the fact that the collector's edition, the boxed collector uh, collector's edition of Diablo 4, doesn't actually come with the game. It's just $100 for just the collectible shit. No game included. So if you're wondering, well, shit, what comes with this that would, you know, uh, that would justify $100? Well, you're going to get a two-sided electric candle. So you get hype. Uh, You're also going to get a mouse pad. For those of you who don't already have five or more. You're also going to get a cloth map, but one specific region. I don't know if it's the whole game or if it's just one specific region, but a cloth map. A pin. An art book of some kind. I can't quite find... I tried to find how substantial this art book is. You know, because sometimes they say art book and it's like 15 pages, paperback, 
you know, type shit, and it's got like three pieces of art in it, and then that's the show. Uh, if it's an actual, honest to God, you know, hardcover, at least that's reasonable. Uh, and then two art prints, which looked like they were, I can't tell if they were, I don't think they're like eight and a half by 11. They're almost like poster, like a postcard type situation is what it looked like. But again, very hard to tell because their descriptions aren't exactly incredible. Uh, but yeah, you get that for a hundred bucks and then you go buy the game for what is essentially another hundred dollars. Uh, so if they had combined the two, you're looking at, uh, if you wanted to compare it to, uh, you know, other bundles that you would have had over time for collector's editions, uh, 200 bucks, which, which honestly is not, not awful. Yeah, Some people not were bad. like, were complaining pretty hard about this. And when I looked at it and, and I saw what was included, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not the guy that's going to buy that, but, but also like pretty much every collector's edition of every of anything any game in the last decade have all been ass terrible 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 like the last one that was even remotely half decent that i can think of um was skyrim you had you got a big fucking statue of that of 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 i think it's and is anduin the dragon like i got it right over there Chilling. i can't even remember the name of the fucking dragon i might be just making shit up but yeah, like massive. Yeah, Jeff's got it right there. I can kind of see the side of it. Like that is a big ass statue. Funny enough, I've never even beat Skyrim. Like I just played well, you it. Bought, you just you just played it and bought it. I just and, played it and bought it, and I never actually ended up beating it. But yeah, this and is that's actually, a, it's a well done. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and it's got some heft to it. It's not like a yeah. It's a re- it's a proper resin statue. It's not it's no. not uh, it's not some trash to your shit. So yeah, it was it was a, a pretty good. Um, you know, there's a couple there. There has been a couple over over a while, but a lot of them have been so like they've all been phoned in. They're like the you know here's a steel book and uh, and a dream and and it's going to cost you thirty more dollars. So a hundred bucks for this seems okay. Somebody in chat is saying. Uh, Bloody Wreck is saying that uh, the art book is apparently over 300 pages. Oh, Bloody, do we too. know it's, if it's hardcover? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, oh that was was that so Black Ops the, Two uh, or Modern Warfare? Yeah, modern War. I think this is the Modern, modern, yeah, modern Warfare, Warfare Two. Two. Modern Warfare oh, was 2. Black Ops? Was Black Ops the RC car? Yeah, I have that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, the yeah. RC car as well. This yeah. actually works. Like these night vision uh, stuff. It, it like oh, yeah. legit. Legit, they're, works. they're they're not a half bad, you know. It's it's your it's your meme your meme headset headset, but if you you know it's a it's a easy cosplay piece right there. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, three hundred page art book is great, especially if it's hardcover. Uh, and if you get the rest of that stuff, you know it's kind of inconsequential for me. I'd be very interested in the, in an art book. Uh, mouse pad means nothing to me. The art prints mean nothing to me because they're just mass produced, kind of whatever. They're going to go in a box somewhere. Um. Uh, but if you did give me, honestly, at this point, for me, for a hundred bucks, you give me a hardcover 300 page, um, art book that's like well, well printed, good, good paper and whatnot. You gave me a steel book because I do actually enjoy a good steel book. Uh, and, uh, and maybe some in-game items. Um, sure. Okay. Yeah. So I think a hundred bucks is fine. I like I it's it's not this is not my collector's edition that I would go buying, but that's fine. And there's some people that might very well be interested in buying this stuff, but they, they might not give a shit about the game. In all honesty, at which point you're you're getting it, you know, without having to buy the game at the same time. So uh, there you go. Uh, but just a very interesting because uh, I can't remember the last time 
a collector's edition was ever provided without a game. Off the top of my head. Uh, but there you have it. Diablo 4. Uh, where are we now? Oh, yeah, this is cool. So I have this for you to watch, Mr. Black, on the side. Um, while I'm talking about it. And if you wanted to, if you have the chat up, uh, you can post that YouTube link if the people uh, who are live here uh, want to check it out. Everyone else can just, you know, YouTube this. If you're watching this on YouTube right now. Uh, there's a major fan project. It's just literally called Mario Kart 64 HD. So you'll be able to find it pretty easy. Um, that, uh, a fan project has brought Mario 64 into full 4K. Uh, and as I have my notes here, it will probably get sent into the sun by Nintendo eventually, but it's already out, which means it's too late. <laughs> Can't stop it now, it's already on the internet, but, uh, but yeah, they basically took it, they did a bunch of new assets, they reused old ones, the, I think, by the looks of it, they did some AI upscaling, they did some, some custom work, the, the launch screen... As a crazy surprise in this trailer, I don't want to give away the uh, uh, the surprise, but uh, but yeah, really really cool, looks really great, uh, and it's just another example of of Nintendo having an opportunity. Lots of people excited about this. Uh, another great opportunity for Nintendo that that a fan project is doing by themselves that uh, that Nintendo will then scream about because they're not doing it, but somebody else is, uh, and so you know. NordVPN.com slash OTT may or may not allegedly be a solution. Allegedly. Uh, but yeah, it looks really, really good. Everything in-game, in-game racing and out, and out of it, uh, uh, very nice. Uh, and I, I wish that more properties, major cornerstone properties from Nintendo got that treatment. Uh, because it would, it feels like easy money. If, if people are doing this as a side project for themselves, for fun, I can't imagine that it's going to cost Nintendo, like, especially if you're just going to put this out as a downloadable thing and not a box copy. Like, my God, come on. What are you doing? You've already sold 40 million copies of Mario Kart 8. Stop it. Do something else. For God's sake. Uh, and that's, that's kind of all I've got for uh for video game news this week um not really much else and so that means it's time for mr black to give us a ho 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 of an ad sellout for uh, our sponsor patreon.com slash lag tv guys head on over there throw some money at the screen tis the season if you can't afford it, like the vast majority of the population, that's okay. <laughs> Go and get yourself a NordVPN subscription instead. All right? You got to do one or the other at this point, guys. Like, uh, Choose know, one. You got to choose one. Uh, it's not Jack Astor's. It doesn't cost that much. Don't worry. No. Nah, it's, uh, it's less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks, actually, per month. And that uh, gap so, is know, growing as time that, goes on. That gap is growing. So, you know, pretty soon I'm going <laughs> to say it's less than half a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll still... It'll still make sense. Um, NordVPN, <laughs> head on over there. Check them out. Um, you know, keeps you safe. Anonymous when you're searching the internet. You can watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. Um, they also have a, a desktop app where you can run in the background of your PC uh, a, a thing called Threat Protection, which basically allows you to surf the internet uh, with it removing all of those ridiculously uh, ridiculous 
uh, pop-ups uh, that you would get, like just spam and all this other garbage that you that you see. It also can detect and remove malware from your PC, um, so it keeps you safe while you're surfing it, and you don't actually have to be on a VPN server while using this. This is just something that can work on your desktop, so you don't even have to be hooked up to a to a server. It's just going to run in the background of your PC uh, and just makes it so that you're not being tracked. It just gives you a full-blown um, security, <laughs> gives you full-blown security when you are surfing the internet regularly. And if you want to take it a step further, you know, you can actually hook up your VPN at the click of a button, mask your IP to a different country, different province, different state, wherever, pretty much globally, you can mask your 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 IP in all the places that really matter. It even does work in China as well. Um, there are a lot of VPN services that don't work there. NordVPN does. And you got a 30-day money-back guarantee. So for whatever reason, you don't like it. I, you know, you get buyer's remorse. So you, you don't find the servers are good enough. Uh, got to bill the pay. Just, you got to bill the pay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever your reason is, it's valid for 30 days. So what, you know, try it out. 30 days, risk-free. I can almost guarantee you uh, that it's going to run and do everything that you want it to do. You can stream on these servers. You can game on these servers. You can stream and game on the servers at the same time. Um, it's great to have while you're traveling. I use my Nord VPN whenever I'm, uh, out of my home. And sometimes I even use it here for different things. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> I do. Um, it's, you know, I have it on, I have it on my laptop. I'd have it on my PC. I have it on my Mac. I have it on my phone. You can get an app virtually for everything. I actually don't have it on my smart TV. It's just something that I just never needed, but there is an option there as well. Um, so make sure that you guys go and check it out. You can use up to six simultaneous devices and it's the end of the year, which means they got a huge deal going on Four bonus months. When you get a two year subscription, huge discount, when you use the promo code OTT, you can go to NORDVPN.com slash OTT. And, uh, yeah, even if you guys are renewing your subscription. So for example, if you've already had it for two years, three years, five years, and your your um, account is up for renewal soon, take advantage of the discounts and use the promo code. It lets them know that you're still supporting us, you're still supporting them, and hopefully they'll keep supporting the podcast. It's just the way it goes. So, yeah, go check them out, NordVPN, and that's that. Boom, and now it's time for... Movies and TV. First, Mr. Black, we had Fuckboy Island. Which, according mm-hmm. to the Mr. Black uh, Trash TV scale, is high up there. It's a high-ranking show. The Fuckboy Island. But now, TLC, who are the masters of dumpster fire television. Let's be real. Mm. No matter how much Netflix tries to get in on this market, TLC has had this shit cornered for fucking ten years now. And started with Honey Boo Boo, and it's gone mm-hmm. downhill as fast as humanly possible ever since. They are bringing us, TLC are bringing us... MILF Manor. Mmm. I'm in. <laughs> you had me at MILF. Hot, here's the synopsis, Mr. Black. I got Hot mums leave home for a chance to find love with men half their age. But they're greeted with a shocking twist. We don't know what that is yet. My oh, guess man. is that they're fucking each other's sons and not, they don't know it. Ooh, that would be a hell of a twist. 
all their sons are there. Oh man. I'm definitely in for that. I'd be so in for that. Wow. <laughs> that that I mean, that's almost Mil, Milf Manor with, with the sons involved is is almost jumping the shark at this point. Yeah, it makes and that, sense. And that's almost what needs to happen for this type of reality television. Where, like, where it's got to it's got to one up itself until it's milfs on the moon. Like, I like, mean, you, it makes you, like, sense. It makes sense, right? Mom, I like to fuck Manor, and they're all moms, and all their sons are all there looking to smash some moms. And you know the moms are gonna be like, "You're gonna stay with fuck away from my son," because you know the moms are all gonna be staying together. And they're all going to know their baggage, the divorces, all that stuff. And then the mother's going to be like, stay the fuck away from my son. You're Can you imagine the fuck show of the son staying together? Talking about talking about that. I'm going to smash your mom, bro. I'm going to go fucking deep inside. (laughs) It's going to be a Halo 2 post-game chat every fucking episode. Just nothing but your mom jokes and I'm going to fuck your mom jokes. And it's going to be incredible. Like, hey, I, I, what were you last night? Fucking your mom. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> You're gonna have a baby brother soon. <laughs> Go touch grass. I touched your mom's grass. Oh. It's anyway, coming. I'm down. I'm, I, I, hey, listen, if that's the synopsis, I'm yeah. in day one. I'm in. Well, day one just so happens to be january 15th let's go so you don't have to wait very long mr black less than a month fucking go we get to see that absolute fucking dumpster fire on television is coming tlc discovery drops a oh it's a trailer there's a trailer for it yeah they don't drop the secret in the trailer though okay oh and they're on an island but you know what but you know what gives well of course it's on an island always has to be on an island if it's not on an island it's not worth watching but the the, and the moms all got blindfolds on when they meet the kids i guarantee you when they take the blindfolds off and their children are there and they're like mom (laughs) (laughs) yes Oh yes. my god. And they don't Mom? show any and they don't show any of the boys um they're not showing any of the guys' faces either. No. Because they they don't want you to go on the internet and search who these no. guys are and then they're going to know what's up. And I'm looking right now, it looks like there's like there's like one black chick. No, two black chicks and then there's two black there's two black guys. Bro, so I'm I telling bet you. you that's I'm telling it, you. That's the twist. Oh, what a twist. <laughs> what a twist. I mean. That's like, that's the trashiest television match. Like, where do you go from there? Where do you I go think, from, from that? I think, I think the only, the, the, the only show that could be worse than that would be like a show called like Homewrecker, where it's like you get couples like <laughs> that are like legit. Well, isn't that like, kind of already what, like, what was that show called? Temptation like, were they, Island? Yeah, like, so isn't that kind of homewrecker? Well, not really, because Temptation Island is a bit different. Temptation Island is for couples that are at a crossroads. So, like, they've or been one, together. One for, is at a crossroad, the other one's getting dragged along. The other one's getting dragged along, right? That's typically what it is. One wants to go deep inside something else, yeah. and the other one's going, well, I guess I'll go along with this because, like, I know I'm not going to do anything. But, you know, whatever. But what usually happens is, is the one that wanted to go don't want to go anymore when yep. shit starts to get real. It and then the ones that didn't want to sign up for this you start asked realizing for this. That, that their spouse are cunts and they, they, they sign up for this shit and then they give in. 
So they yeah, I think up. the only thing worse would be like if you had a family, right? Oh, that's and that's like, the ultimatum. Kids. Sorry, that's the ultimatum. Not yeah, that's not that's not uh, Temptation Island. That's ultimatum that we're just what that is? we're what you're describing right now. Uh, that's yeah, the ultimatum. So, well, the ultimatum is 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 about marriage. It's, so you're with you're with a couple. Oh no, true. That, that's right. That's yeah, right. Right, 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 right. No, no, no. Like, the ultimatum is is trust me. I watch all these. Yeah, I, you, you had that all. right. You had that I right. Know this, all right. Yeah. So the ultimatum is about couples where one person in the couple is like, dude, we've been together for nine years, twelve years, four years. We're either getting years. married or we're not. That's it. It's either it's either I'm moving on or like we're getting married, and so that's what that is. Temptation Island is like. Couples at a crossroads. What I'm talking about, homewrecker, is like, you know, you got a family. You know, you've got like kids involved. You you you're going out to this place, temptation. Like that's that would be like bottom of the barrel shit. That would be like I'd be uncomfortable watching that shit. Can I just say something? That's that that and and the fact that Milf Manor exists is kind of funny to me because yes, it is truly trash television, and nobody is going to say it isn't trash television. But you know what you would never be able to see in a million years? Dilf Manor. Oh, dad, I'd like to fuck. It, it would never in a million. Imagine, op- imagine the optics of a 48, 50-year-old man on a show dating a bunch of 22-year-old girls, dude. The world would explode. Oh, it would be on fire. It would People hear about fire. a 30-year-old like a 30-year-old dating a 19-year-old and they're like, yeah. oh, oh, "Oh my god. Yeah, Do you imagine yeah. 50 and 22?" Dude, I'm not even joking, man. Listen, bro. If I was a single man and I was 31 years old and some 19-year-old was fire <laughs> looking like a complete smoke show, come on. <laughs> like what's what's wrong with that? I mean, I'm not trying to get in a serious relationship cuz that's, you know, another bag of worms, but to be on a show like that and just, yeah, why not? I mean, fuck. Bro, there, there would be riots in the streets. I mean, you see bedlam. how people go over Leonardo DiCaprio, like, let alone a bunch of fucking dudes on an well, that's island. What, and uh, that's exactly yeah. the age range you're talking about. It'd be like a Leo yeah. DiCaprio and his, and his like, 20, 21, yeah. 24, whatever the fuck. And then they're, and they're like, losing their minds. Like, like at 23, 24, you're not just a fucking adult at that point that can't just make your own decision. <laughs> they know what they're doing, bro. They're they with Leonardo they're DiCaprio. They know what they're doing. What do they you think? Suffering. What do you think suffering. is going on here? Like the absolute they, worst case scenario is they fucked Leonardo DiCaprio. That's the bottom on his yacht. So That's I mean, like the floor to that scenario. Yeah, is fucked Leo DiCaprio. Like, come on, man. Which, which from 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 what what has been saying in in all of the the, the it's not exciting. It's not exciting. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's missionary good. with the socks on. Yeah, he's not. Apparently, it's not very good. No. But it's Leonardo DiCaprio. But it's Leonardo DiCaprio. That's all you got to say is Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. No? I mean, would you be really good at sex, though, if you're, like, that famous at that young and you've got Probably so much not. money? Probably like, not. You don't have to work for it. It's just no. like, you know, it is what it is. Well, it's kind of like, like, speaking of Temptation Island, it's kind of like that show where everyone is a 10 out of 10, basically, and none mm. of them have ever had to actually work to attract a person in their life. Mm-hmm. And so when you saw them in this in this scenario and they were trying to spit game and they realized none of them zero men in the entire and the girls all of them are just used to standing in a club 
and getting everything done for them. And now that they had to try, it was embarrassing. It was like watching yeah. a high school kid trying to spit game for the first time. And they were lost. They were completely <laughs> fucking lost. And it was so weird. It was like a deer in headlights. It's the same thing. They never had to work for it, so they don't have any fucking skill. Leo DiCaprio literally was a sex symbol for like his entire life, even now. And so like, what do you do? Why, why do you have to try? He could starfish his ass, but if you're going to bang Leo DiCaprio on a yacht in the middle of the Mediterranean, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Because nope. your story is, I bang Leo DiCaprio on his yacht in the Mediterranean, and you go home. That's it. And if you're really lucky, you get reinvited for another banging all the way up until you're 25, and then you get dumped. And then you and then you do whatever else you want, but you've you've had the like your worst case is you bang Leo DiCaprio and you travel to the Mediterranean like fifteen times. Shit, shit, I'd bang Leonardo. I was about to say shit, I'd bang Leo DiCaprio. My goodness, man, I'd I'd spread my cheeks for Leo. It sounds like it's an easy job, honestly. It sounds like a yeah. I mean, hey, you know, pay my tuition. You know, give me a you know, hey. He's not looking for a lot of work in the bedroom, evidently. So I mean, it's not like you got to try very hard or anything. Just fucking. There you go, Leo. Easy. Yours. (laughs) I'd role play too, (laughs) Jack. Would you role play? Draw me like one of your French girls. You gonna gonna role play that shit? You're sitting there like that. <laughs> <laughs> Try to squish your doing man titties together. Get uh, them all up for him. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So that's where we're that's where we're at. That's where we're at. <laughs> In this economy, you bet your ass, Leo. Call me anytime. Uh, well, it didn't take very long for this to crop up, Mr. Black, but shortly after Henry Cavill uh, basically wrote himself at a one show and got yeeted out of a movie uh, in, in terms of uh, Geralt and Superman, everyone was like, well, shit, you love Warhammer so much, why don't you just go do a Warhammer thing? And, like, not even 24 hours later, it came out that evidently there is a, uh, a, a, a deal in the works being, tried, being negotiated right now with Amazon to do a Warhammer 40k show starring Henry Cavill who is also being pitched to be the uh, an executive producer as well. And you know what? If I was betting man, it. it's probably going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen for sure. It's like it's almost a done deal now. Yeah. So, there you go. You're going to get your 40k. We'll see what happens with that. Lots of people are going to be excited rip and tear and all that nonsense. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, Apparently he's a big 40 uh, K well. nerd too. Oh, like he's, he's cute. A, he's a huge 40 K nerd. Like in his, in his, like, like I'm a big nerd about things, uh, you know, category Warhammer is basically only, I think maybe second to world of Warcraft for him yeah. back in the day. So he's, he's big. He paints the figurines, the whole nine yards. So, um, yeah. So I fully suspect that, uh, that, that, you know, he will be, uh, very, uh, very much involved with, uh, with that process, especially if he's got an EP, uh, 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 position on the show and, and uh, you know, go nuts. Sometimes a show like that needs somebody that's nerdy about it because otherwise you get a bunch of people that have no idea what Warhammer is about ahead of time. They read right. like three pages and they're like, okay, so this is just a war thing. And then you just, they just go out and make a generic fucking war thing and then everyone's like, what the fuck are we watching right now? This has nothing to do with Warhammer. So uh, he'll, he'll do right by it, I'm sure. And, and we'll see if uh, Amazon can get a little hit show on their hands. Uh, uh, you know, is, uh, provided they have any money left after they spend it all on uh, on Lord of the Rings. 
<laughs> which is a lot, a lot of money. How much was it per episode again? Uh, it was like a 50 lot. million. It was I think. a lot. It was, I didn't even watch, I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't, I haven't seen it either. Seen. A lot of people saying it's mid, Mr. Black. Yeah, that's the reason why I haven't seen it. Yeah. 50 mil for mid? Nah. You can go to Jack Astor's at least once. 50 mil. Uh, Ash. Oh, bright. Yes. So Pokemon. Ash finally won the championship, Mr. Black. It only took him 25 years and not aging a single solitary day in that time. But he has finally won the championship. And as it turns out, the only thing keeping that motherfucker around was the fact that he was a loser. Because as soon as he won, Pokemon Company said, See you, bye! It's time to go! We're getting a new character in this bitch, Ash. You're out of here. Goodbye. So, they've got, like, one more, like, big finale thing for the, the, the you know, the current... Uh, series, whatnot, the send-off for Ash, uh, and lots of people talking about, you know, what they would want to, ha- you know, do with Ash as a character. Does he become a gym leader? Does he become a professor? You know, what what happens with Ash? Because clearly, a lot of people are going to want to continue to see Ash make an appearance once in a while. It's not about him anymore, but, you know, maybe actually age him now. You know, maybe now he's 35 or some shit, and he is a professor or a fucking gym leader or something. You know, that would make sense. Uh, and so, you know, have something like that, but nevertheless, they've got, uh, they've got him leaving the series, and in his stead, there are two new characters that we're going to be sharing, I guess, the primary role of the, of the new season, uh, or the new series coming up, one, one boy, one girl, uh, by the looks of it, uh, and of course, lots of people, yeah, theory crafting about what they're going to do with, uh, with Ash and, and, and whatnot, are we finally going to see Ash's dad, you know, what the fuck is going to happen? What are they, they going to do? With 25 years worth of Ash, what are they going to do at the end of it all? And so uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens there. But that's the, the, uh, the, the current, what I know about it anyway. Maybe there might be some people that deep dove into that shit no more than I do. But nevertheless, that's where that stands. But it's going to be weird, Mr. Black, because we had, uh, you know, we're old men. So we've had Ash the whole time. And now Ash is finally gone, and if you asked me even like five years ago, hey, do they ever get rid of Ash? And I would have said, well, shit, if they were going to, they probably would have done it already. So that maybe they're just going to stick with Ash for the rest of time until this property just dies. But apparently not, uh, and so uh, here we are. It's going to be very odd to see, uh, to see that. It's kind, of like, it's kind of like as strange as watching like, uh, you know, when, they first, when Bob Barker first left The Price is Right, Drew Carey took over. It's just weird. Because for a long time, it's it just very odd. You get Bob not being there was just really, it was kind of fucked up. Uh, mm. And then eventually you're kind of like, okay, all right. You know, it's not like Drew's doing a bad job. It's just Bob Barker is the price is right. Or if you're like, like what the fuck's going to happen with Wheel of Fortune when, when Pat Sajak and Vanna White are in, you know, can no longer be held alive with WD-40 and fucking puppet strings. Like at some point, that shit's going to have to change. They can only zoom the camera so far away from Vanna before you can tell that she's 80. You know, you gotta fuck it. There's a line. And what happens when they're gone? Who the shit takes over Wheel of Fortune? Uh, and so, yeah, or, or the Jeopardy, for that matter, has been, has been an, an interesting one as well. So, yeah, similar, similar to that, I'm like, my brain can't comprehend Pokemon, the cartoon, not centered on Ash. Very, very odd. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. New generation, young kids, your son, gonna be seeing it. Has he watched any of the cartoons for Pokemon oh, yeah. yet? Yeah, yeah, he watches it. Now, which ones has he been seeing? The recent ones, or were they yeah, like yeah. reruns of the older ones? Just whatever's on uh, either Netflix or Disney. I don't know which. Whatever which, they've I got, think it might be on Netflix. I'm not sure. I think it's the newer stuff. Yeah, the newer yeah. Stuff. yeah. Mm. Or 
new-ish. It was like before my shit, you know. After yeah, of course. One fifty-one. Yeah, well, we're at a thousand plus officially. Yeah, so I mean, his the shit Bro. he's watching could literally be ten years old, and, and it would, wouldn't know. Yeah, I would, I'd have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, I could see that. When I was playing the recent Pokemon game, I've just seen all these Pokemon that not all of them are even new from this specific game, but they're new from like seven years ago, and I've never seen them in my life. And I'm like, yeah. and, and, and like the whole meme is like, you remember in between commercial breaks, who's that Pokemon? I was saying that shit every five seconds. Who's that Pokemon? And people were like, how do you not know? This was like 10 years ago. I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't playing Pokemon. I ain't like played Pokemon in a long time, bro. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still. I still preach the 151. I'm that guy. I'm that old head. Uh what do I got next? Ah, uh, yes, the first trailer. I, I don't know if you saw this yet, Mr. Black, for the upcoming Barbie movie dropped. Uh, and I got to yes. be honest. I have this in my notes. I have to be honest. It didn't look half as shit as I imagined it was going to be. No, I think it's going to be good. I think. I think it might legitimately surprise people. Yeah, it feels very 90s. It's very yes. like. It's self-aware as shit. Oh yeah, for no, sure. I think it's. I think it's gonna do well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks. It looks pretty. It looks pretty good. Visually, very, very like. I mean, it's gonna hurt my eyes. I'm not gonna lie. But, yeah. but other than that, I think they've got it. Ryan Gosling looks like he went full tilt on becoming Ken. Like that guy yeah. looks like he sold himself to becoming Ken. Uh, Margot Robbie, even though people are getting sick of seeing her because she's in everything, she's definitely the right choice to play to play Barbie. Uh, and especially if it's going to be self-aware Barbie, Margot oh, yeah. Robbie is like a hundred percent. I mean, if you can play, if you can, if you can play Harley Quinn, who is like super self-aware campy, then that's just like a, a, a barely a move to the left to be uh, to be Barbie in a movie like this. So yeah, so that'll be very fun to see. It's just really crazy because that movie comes out in the same month as like two other, you know, some cinema comes out that month like what is it uh, is oppenheimer in the same month i think for example I'm not sure. yeah i'm not sure i don't even know the release date of barbie it's in june i think oh, okay yeah 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 well there's gonna be some there's gonna be some good uh some good movies around that time for sure get that that double feature of walking into to oppenheimer and then just walking directly into Bar- barbie and the wit the whiplash the whiplash you would experience going from Oppenheimer to, to fucking Barbie would be incredible. Um, but uh, but yeah, there you go. That trailer was looking pretty good. You know what, though? I am kind of interested in watching Oppenheimer as well. I'm sure that's going to be a really pretty a pretty great... What's his name? Um, Cillian Murphy? Is that his name? Yep. Yeah, he's uh, good. That's, that dude can act, Mr. Black. Yep. And, it's, and it's Christopher Nolan. So Who evidently yep. recreated the atomic bomb without the nuclear fallout. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, only Christopher Nolan would go around asking people. So, like, how legally can we blow some shit up here? Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how can we recreate a mushroom cloud in real time without creating a problem of an unlivable chunk of land for the next three thousand years? Is that doable? And like engineers all over, and 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 some. I wonder where he blew it up. I don't know. I wonder which country was like, yeah, sure, come here. <laughs> they paid. They paid that country a lot of money. Let's put yes. it that way. Yes, for sure. Uh, can't remember if we talked about this last week or not because uh, my brain just hurting. But because uh, it was re- it was announced not we long did. last week, did we? Yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. So I found out at least that because um, I don't think I knew last week that it is in fact Kojima doing this, but it's the Death Stranding movie. 
Kojima is going to be um, in a lead role working alongside Hammerstone Studios, who uh, uh, who is best known for having done uh, the movie Barbarian, which was like that uh, kind of horror-ish, dark comedy horror uh, yeah. film that actually reviewed relatively it reviewed relatively well. I haven't seen it myself, yeah. um, but the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it was a 7.5, yeah. which for a movie in that category is not bad. Uh, and and if they do a movie like that, then clearly they would be a, a relatively good pick for for Death Stranding. And uh, and Kojima seems to have a pretty good nose for picking out people that uh, that that he will work well alongside. So yeah, I am very interested in how they turn that into a movie. There's lots of there's lots of promise there. It's just a very difficult thing to uh, to do. I think it would be better as a series. But uh, what the fuck do I know? It's, it's Hideo Kojima. That guy wakes up and does crazy shit on a daily basis. So what do I know? Uh, other than that, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it. I haven't I haven't got a chance to see uh, any movies as of recently. You went back. What was Kayla's reaction for uh, for Avatar? How did she like uh, like Avatar when you guys went this week? Yeah, she liked it. She liked it a lot. I mean, it's a it's a visual it's a visual spectacle. You know, um, it's if you didn't like the first one you're probably not going to like this movie. Like you're going to like this one better, I think. Um, because like some of the choices that they make is far more interesting. Mm. Um, but there is still some of the James Cameron tropes and like, you know, the very, you know, some of the dialogue is a little, uh, you know, can be a little ham fisted. Uh, yeah. It's, it's some of the dialogue isn't great. They didn't smash the, like in the first one, it was all about like the forest and, um, you know, he was going hard in the paint for, you know, to, to not fuck up our, our planet and, and stuff like that. And there is still that in this movie and it's more so with the sea this time, but it isn't force fed down your throat to the point where you're like, mm. oh God, like, what are you doing? Um, but it's still there. Like it's yeah, still yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but I think he, he, he gets the message out much more effectively that isn't a hammer over your head. Um, the action sequences are incredible. Um, the best action sequence, like the last, the last like 40 minutes of this movie is just nothing but action. And it's very similar to the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least this time, like the main bad guy. I was about to say, a, please tell me spoiler. doesn't just... He doesn't like almost die or should have died like, like 18 eight times. times. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like that. It's not like that in this movie. Um, um, obviously, guy. obviously, the guy is back. Yes, right? which um, is still fucking remarkably stupid to me. But yes, nevertheless, but I won't spoil how he's back and and they explain all this stuff. And I actually think it's quite. He's actually the most, in my opinion, the character that he plays is the most um, interesting character in the movie. Like he's he's not just one dimensional this time, uh, which which is what I liked. Because before it was like he was very. It was he just was, like hoorah! Like he let's was go. the embodiment like, of everything yes. that everyone stereotypes as the Correct. American military, you know, Correct. guy. And yeah. and to a degree, there is still that, but it's not it's not what it was. Like I can't spoil. I don't want to spoil anything because the movie hasn't been out that long. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, looks great. I've seen it twice now, both in IMAX. Uh, the high frame rate. Um, wasn't an issue for me at all, and I couldn't tell the difference when it was 24 frames and 48 frames. Um, 
Does it bounce they, between? Does it bounce between? It does. Oh, okay. yeah. And and it's more so for the close ups, like the very, very like the the more of the dialogue really close up as it goes 24. And then but action for is action and like kind of the spectacle, like the world view. It's 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 in 48 frames. Um, and that might be because I saw it in IMAX 3D both times from what I'm seeing is if you see it in IMAX, you don't notice it the way you would from seeing it in a normal screen. Right. Um, so I don't know if there's truth to that or not, but that's what I've been reading. Um, but most people that I've seen that seen it in IMAX just can't really tell the difference. It looks stunning. I mean, it is by far the best looking film that you will ever see in your life. There is no better looking movie. It doesn't exist. Um, it's just really that simple. Is it the best movie in the world? No, it's not, but it is most certainly the best visual feast you could ever watch anywhere on the planet there it doesn't exist so anything above it did it maybe it hit you differently because for me to this point because i haven't seen avatar 2 yet seen obviously saw avatar 1 multiple times in imax when it came out i highly suggest bro but i I highly highly suggest that you and m Go oh, and see she, it in IMAX. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to when she's when she's don't here. Don't even try. Gonna try you got to make it happen because well, <laughs> if you watch it on any if you watch it on any other platform, yeah. you are not this. You're not doing the movie justice. Oh, I get, I get, I get just, it because because I saw Avatar in IMAX and I had it at home and and it is a di- I, I get it. It's a totally different and this is probably even even greater a differential between the two. Uh, I I a hundred percent. I I I could I could see that. Uh, we're gonna try and make it happen. She's only here for three weeks, and we've got a uh, and she works while she's here. So we're gonna try to do a couple things while we're here. She has mentioned that she might like to try and get to go see uh, Avatar while she's here. So that that will be something that we're gonna try to make happen for sure. Um, but uh, what I was gonna ask was was for me up to this point in IMAX, the thing that changed changed me from a movie going uh, experience was Interstellar's black hole sequence in IMAX. Oh, it was crazy. Fucked my brain to a point where there was a, t- a, a few moments there I almost had to close my eyes because it was not because I felt nauseous, but I, my brain was getting so fucked and it was a mixture of the visual and 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 Zimmer's music at that like was so good and matched what I was watching so perfectly that my brain actually almost fucking collapsed in on itself, ironically like a black hole. Like that yeah. shit was that was crazy. So did he are we talking like it's that kind of experience or it's just so awesome looking? Um, because those I don't are different think, things, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that like, I didn't have that. And I know exactly what you're saying. Cause I, yeah. I loved interstellar and IMAX as well. I will say the reason why I would say it's not at that type of, um, mind fuckery, um, is because you've already been to Pandora. Right. Right. So like right. you've if you've already now, if you've never experienced Avatar in IMAX 3D. Right. Then, yes, absolutely. It's going to it's going to do that shit. Mm-hmm. But like we've already been there. And so like, you know, when the movie first starts, it, you know, you, you know, you, you feel you, like you, you've been there before. You feel like you've been there before. But what is nice about this movie is it takes you for the the vast majority of the movie, like 80% of it, is in the water or around water, and you are seeing a whole different tribes of Avatar, or I guess of of Na'vi, or they have different... Well, because we did the air before, now we're doing... 
water well, we basically did, yeah well we did the forest right it was like air yeah. and forest kind of like the floating islands and stuff yeah yeah um and there, there is that in this movie but it's it's not the focal point now right. we've we've been through one now we're going through another thing and i will say the the water the all of the water sequences it's like watching the best ever um planet earth like you know you know like a documentary series yeah yeah on another planet with that is ultra like ultra realistic the 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 thing the thing that i loved about this is at no point in the movie and this is the part that'll fuck with your brain that you were talking about at no part in the movie do you visualize this as a big blue or green screen you're like the like yeah, they did film it in big tanks of water and stuff, so there is some realism to it. But like Jesus, like the avatars, the and and there's humans in this, and when they're standing beside each other and they're scale. speaking to each other, you you can't the the humans are as real as the Navi, you know, like you can't, and your brain knows that like it ain't real. So but is like, the uncanny so valley being closed? It a doesn't bit? exist. It doesn't exist. There is no uncanny valley in this movie. It doesn't really? exist. Really? No. It okay. Doesn't, it doesn't exist. That's uh, there big. Was, there was only in the first two minutes of the movie, there was only one creature that was in the same as the last one that looked like it was CGI. It was one creature. It was like the like a dog. It was like yeah, the, the, the dog. The dog. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like the darkish, bluish, purpley, weird, metallic-looking yeah. uh, dog thing that they had there, like in the in the forest. That and that was in the first two minutes. And I think they did that because it looked identical to what we saw in the first one. Yeah. So yeah. I think if they made it look too much different, it would it would have felt different. Outside of that, bro, nothing looks fake. The, the, like, it's nuts. I don't know how they did it, bro. I actually don't know how they did it. And that's lots of money is how it is how they did it, bro. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, um, like I, I, I will be pressed if you feel the uncanny valley. You most certainly will not get it from any characters, right? There won't be a single character that's talking that doesn't look as real as you and I do right now, which is wild to even Okay. Why? Because uh, in the first I, I one, imagine, you're like, I, these are avatars that, you know, it's like, it looks really pretty, but like, we know it's CGI and we know like here it's like, nah, bro. So the real, the so real in the, in dialogue, it can be a little easier to hide that. Cause if there's already a bit of not un uncanny Valley, but there's a filmic effect of 24 FPS, even watching two humans on screen in 24 FPS, yeah and not natural full movement, but if you include high frame rate, it can reveal a lot more and make it more obvious. Did you feel like that it got a little less believable from that perspective when the high frame rate kicked in, or was no, it... I would say 90% of the movie's high frame rate, so, like, you, you, can't, you can't distinguish. I actually think the high frame rate did it a lot of justice, um, at least from an iPad Max standpoint. I haven't mm. seen it in, in any other format. Is it so 48 really or 60, or what is it? 48. 48, 48 so it's 2040 yes. each eye kind of situation correct correct and um yeah so it's it's really it's really stunning like you're gonna you're gonna your mind like even if you're not a huge fan of 
the the premise of Avatar and all that stuff. They do some really cool stuff in this that like kind of um it's all about lore, man. This it's all world building. Like two hours of this movie is world building. And some people are gonna hate that. Like some people are gonna be like, oh my god, like but like for the ones that love Avatar and love the world and the, the, like the, the guy that it, tattooed the whole thing on his body yes. is like jazzed yeah. right now, bro. It's so crazy. It's on another level. So and I've seen it twice, um, and I enjoyed both viewings. It's it's three hours twelve minutes. It's a long fucking movie, but it doesn't feel like three hours twelve minutes. It feels about like two two and a half two twenty, um. And that was pretty much it. I looked at my watch once because I was so into what they were doing and I was scared the movie was going to end because I know that there that there's like, you know, three just, more of these yeah, yeah, yeah. coming out. And I'm like, fuck, are they going to like leave this on like the ultimate cliffhanger? But I realized like, oh, fuck, there's still 40 minutes left of this movie. And it was just like the last 40 minutes is just nothing but action, just crazy action. And uh, man, there there is a couple of scenes in this, bro, that... I was like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck? Like, who thinks of this, and how did they pull this off? It's crazy. It's nuts. You got to see it. You got to see it. Well, I, I, don't, I don't suspect it. I don't suspect it's going to leave theaters anytime soon, so we got... Oh, no, that shit's going to be... That's going to be in there for... It, yeah, but it might not be time. an IMAX for, forever. That's the problem, bro, that, right? Because bro, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna churn out other, are they gonna other put movies. going to Barbie? The fuck well, is going to... Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> you need to make sure that if you're gonna watch Avatar, you got to see it in IMAX 3D because if you're not oh, seeing yeah. it in IMAX or Dolby, I mean, don't even. I'm not gonna oh, say I don't watch it. it, but like you're just not gonna. It's I not gonna it. have the I, same effect. I get it. I get it. Um, and and just uh, as a side thought, because I saw this this week as well, Hans Zimmer was asked what he thought his best soundtrack was, uh, of or score was uh, of all the movies he's ever done. And he said Interstellar. That's the one that he listed as his as his favorite that he ever did. That's uh, good. Which was a really fucking good soundtrack. And for me with Hans Zimmer, it's between Interstellar and The Last Samurai. Those two go like fucking. There's a, there's a I think oh, Interstellar man Interstellar bro. That well the thing epic. The Last that's Samurai has that one that one track that's called I think like a moment's peace or a moment something along that those lines. I have it on the computer somewhere and. Uh, and it's, and it's like a fucking, that shit, uh, one of my favorite songs from any movie ever, but Interstellar. Oh, it's amazing. The black, dude, I still think about that, that, uh, that, Uh, the black hole, because again, the the black hole at home looks really good and it sounds really, but dude, in IMAX, yeah, and it wasn't even 3D, it was just the scale, just IMAX, that black hole and the ship going into like the fucking the the, yep. the side of it and going in and and then flip the perspective got fucked and ah, the music crazy. the build and the music just never seemed to end and so your you like your anxiety was just like fucking piling up my brain melted it felt it actually melted I'm pretty I think, sure I, I think stroke. you're gonna you're gonna have like two of those moments I think in Avatar because like there's I'd love to have those man like, has been there there's there's one scene in particular where I was like, whoa, holy <laughs> shit. This is amazing. This is amazing. And there's a lot more heart in this movie. Like, it's all about family. And it's, there's actual... Like the rock family? <laughs> no, no, no. But like, family. It's, it's, it's got real dynamics this time. And like, mm. there's people that you're really rooting for and that you that like, you legitimately are scared for. And um, it's, 
it's good, man. It keeps you at the edge of your seat in several spots. And then the parts that aren't on the edge of your seat, it's all world building. It's all like, it's all like awe and wonder. And like, it's, it's even the characters, when they go from the forest to the water, they, you're watching their awe and wonder because they're in a new part of Pandora that they've never been. And like, you're now watching them go, whoa, and you're going, whoa, all at the same time. So yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Only other thing that I'll mention, because I brought The Rock up accidentally, but it made me think of it. He did finally release a statement this week yeah, in regards over. to Black Adam. Said, it's, it's, just not in, it's just not in James Gunn's book. It no. pro- probably wasn't before, but it's definitely not now, after, uh, after the performance of the, of the film. And it was a long-winded thing where The Rock tried his best to like, not sound like he, you know, he was part of anything that failed. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, he did his whole, you know, the thank the fans. Well, he actually went on Twitter and he also replied to a couple of movie, movie critics. And, oh, really? uh, I didn't see those. Yeah. And he said, he said, um, to one, like, Hey, you know, she, she wrote, she wrote something in the lines of, I'm paraphrasing, but like, Hey, I really enjoyed black Adam. You gave it a good try, blah, blah, blah. I respect, you know, what you, the, the, the release that you did about, James Gunn and stuff, and then he said, hey, you win some, you lose some. You know, this time we lost, and blah, blah, blah. Like, he, he admitted, like... Th- That's this, as close as you're going to get to The Rock saying... You're get. And then, of course, within his note, he said, grab some Terramana. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, at like, the end, his, I saw it was like, oh, he's like, oh, what man, a year, now it's time for some Terramana. Like, you couldn't... You were right there! You yeah. were at the end! You were at the end. You had yeah. three words left, and you had to put Terramana as one yeah. of the three. Yeah, so you I don't think we're ever going to see Black Adam again. Um, no. played by the rock. I think he's done. Henry Cavill's out as Superman. His whole plan is just it's done. Um so yeah. And then um the last bit of movie news is um there was a movie that came out and in the trailer it showed I, I forget what movie it was, but it showed this chick and people wanted to go to the movies to go see this actress and when they got to the movies all of her scenes or whatever was cut out from the oh, film. Oh, right, and now it's being ruled as, like, false yeah, advertising, now, now possibly. Yeah, false advertisement. So now, and Marvel and a bunch of other uh, things would do that in, in not so much as, like, showing a character and he's just not in the movie, but, like, would, would misdirect you, would, like, digitally remove people from scenes. Like, they did that with the Spider-Man No Way From Home stuff, and, like, they would just kind of play tricks with you, and now the, theater, now the court ruled that, like, hey... You know, if you're going to show something, it's advertising, it's advertisement, right? And you can't, you can't just have a, you can't say the movie's about one thing and sell it on one thing. And then people pay money to go. Surprise. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah. So now, you know, uh, I'm sure that you'll be seeing in the new year, a bunch of trailers having like a small print that like, Hey, you know, things might change or something along those lines. Um, so yeah, that was the other bit of uh the yeah other bit of yeah I, fr- I forgot about that because i retweeted and I, I made the joke that somewhere right now uh peter molyneux is sweating reading this <laughs> after his fable shenanigans and his and his uh and his and, and pretty much everything he's ever been attached to that man is one giant walking walking false advertisement um so yeah i think he's and i would like to see that come to games because how yeah, many times should. have we seen advertisement for games and it just fucking it's not even not even close not even close yep and it happens often (laughs) and more frequently like more recent like it seems to be more frequent uh and and some of that and maybe it would change it but some of that is the publishers 
are pushing the developers to get a vertical slice of the game Correct. done so that they, so can, they can shoot an ad yeah. Yeah. to advertise the game and and it's not By ready the time to be seen. They get down to the end it's this completely changed because this so. is the nature of game development right uh, so yeah it's uh that would be challenging but uh yeah it definitely happens a lot in in games no doubt all right well now it's time to move on mr black two tech support patreon.com slash light tv is a place to go if you want to financially support the podcast we'd like it if you did if you can't because you went to jack astor's this month don't worry we'll see you in another six months uh each every month of course and by each every month is it each every week we answer some questions on a segment called tech support ten dollars more or month on patreon gets you a couple of perks one of which chiefly really is the ability to ask us some questions and we answer as many as we can in the time that we have and so let's see what we got for this week uh let's see we don't have a lot so even though we've answered this before i'll ask jeff again anyway mr black because he no one wants to know because he hasn't heard somehow but he wants to know what's your go-to karaoke song what's the one if you can only sing it's changed if you can only sing one if you walk into a joint and you've got one song and you got to impress the room with this one song and somebody that just went up there was half in the bag and they sang the worst Whitney Houston you ever heard in your entire fucking life and now you mm-hmm. gotta bring the room back because the vibe in the room's gone down to the toilet what are you bringing out it's of the bag question. of tricks it's a trick question because it depends on who's in the room oh okay so like you know if it's a bunch of young people and it's a lively stuff then it's a different than what I'm gonna sing if it's middle aged individuals so, like, most karaoke bars don't Are really, middle-aged individuals. They're middle-aged, right? <laughs> so, they're usually not... You don't see a bunch of, like, 20-year-olds... Unless you're in Japan, bar. then everyone is in a fucking yes. karaoke bar 24-7, but yeah. Yes, that, but that's... they're usually individual rooms and stuff for those. Yes, so not they're, like not, they're big not big open, rooms. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna just go with... I'm gonna go with Enrique Iglesias, man. I gotta hit him with the hero. I gotta hit it's him with true. the hero. Because it's like, <laughs> you know, it's not a hard song to sing... It's one that everybody knows, especially when you're like. In you can cheese it areas. up a little bit you if you want. If you need up, to cheese you can it ham up, it. yeah, it gets people. You know, it's it's just you can't go wrong. It's like even if people aren't really into that type of music, they'll enjoy it. Yeah, you, know? you can kind like of make and, it work. Yeah, if I go up there and like sing Backstreet Boys or something, like like yeah, it probably will do well if if it's like certain Backstreet certain, Boys songs, certain group. But, yeah. yeah, certain groups. And Enrique is universal, man. It's true. Universal. It's a good one. Uh, I don't have one because I can't sing to save my life, and I don't do karaoke. I did karaoke exactly one time, believe it or not. At my house. At Jeff's 30th birthday party. Yeah. Somebody somebody looked at me. I think it was Jordan. He, did, he said, you gotta, unusual, he said right? you've got to do what's not unusual. Yeah. He said, I'll, I said, I'll do it if you do the dance, because he looks like fucking Carlton, and he does the Carlton <laughs> dance like perfectly. He does. And so we went up. The problem was, I, the problem good. was, it, it, it went well. I had enough alcohol to make it work. And my voice can do that one note the whole time because, really, thank God, you know, he, uh, Tom, Tom, when he did the song, didn't do a whole bunch of crazy shit. So we made it happen. The problem was, I only knew about half the fucking song. So we only really got about halfway through, and then I, and then I had no idea where I was going with the song at that point. But that was the only time it ever happened. It's not unusual. Uh, but it was great. It's great. Jordan did the dance. People got to pay attention to the dance more than me singing. It was wonderful. Uh, b- 
Logan, hey guys, it's extremely cold in Alberta this week. Uh, the low is minus 48C. Yeah, that's cold. Uh, that. What are your tips for surviving these cold snaps? Don't go outside. Yeah, I was about to say, stay the fucking doors <laughs> with the heat on. Bro, if you can do afford you, it. Can you imagine what the electric grid is suffering right now in some of these cities? Everyone is inside on full blast. Oh, it's crazy. Because because you don't it's not like, you know, if you hit like minus if you if you're somebody that doesn't live in super cold climates, so you don't understand this, like maybe it gets cold for you is like let's say 5 or 6 degrees C, you know, C, like now you're real cold. Um, you know, in in a house that's relatively well insulated and sealed up, you could have a heat pump or or something like that. Or you could set your temperature to like 20 and it will actually hit and stay at 20. And it doesn't have to put in a whole hell of a lot of work. You go south of minus five, minus six degrees, you start to have to incrementally go higher to hit temperatures below where you're actually aiming for. So like you're shooting for 20, but you're setting it to 24. Yeah. And if it's minus 48 degrees outside, your shit nah, is bro. maxed. Yeah. You bro. Are- yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Like right now my house is set to 20 and a half degrees. Yeah. Which is like, cause we like to be a little cold. Like, yeah. and I know like. Still, that's not very cold. Like if 20, I had it my 21 way, is like what I like, like around yeah. 2021. 20, yeah. Like I, I actually prefer to be at like 18, 19 degrees. Like that's where yeah. like, but you know, uh, the rest of the house, you know, we're not reptiles. Okay? Yeah. Uh, so, and my, when my, my son goes to bed, you know, I don't want him freezing his ass off. So the house set 20.5. The great news is, is we haven't really, the heat, like it's on, but like, it's, it's one of those, it's like a system where it's like, if it goes below, it'll kick on. And, but it's yeah, like, yeah. it just kind of stays there because it's still pretty warm out. There was like yeah. two days where we kind of had to put it to 23 to like get it up to 20. Yeah, we hit, we hit like you know. minus four yeah. for a day. And then tomorrow's <laughs> going to be like plus 13 and 13 again on Christmas or some shit. So like right now it's whatever, but come in another month, right? When it's like minus 15, minus 20, 20 outside. Yeah. I'm going to have to have the heat on like 24 degrees to like hit 21 and it's going to be blasting. And then my power bill will be about $1,600 because welcome to my it life. Will, it will also be blasting yes. <laughs> at, the same, at the same time. But that's yes. what I mean. Could you like, like, I can't even imagine uh, what the power grids of some of these places are like for the cities are even like, they're probably just ready to about ready to fucking explode. Everyone's just cranking their shit to fucking max throughout the whole home to try and not freeze to death. And you can't blame them. What are you going to do? Not turn your heat on. It's minus 48 degrees outside. Of course you're going to turn the heat on. Yeah. Shit. Minus 48 is getting to a point where you could have a fireplace and you're still struggling to fucking put heat through the house. So, uh, you know, that's, that's cold, but I mean, what do you do to survive? Don't go outside. Just don't. Don't open don't. up the doors, windows, keep your ass inside. And leave honestly, only if you have to, and that's it. When it's gotten real cold like that, and, and that is the problem, the power bill gets fucking crazy, is I've shut, I shut the heat down in most places. I'll, I'll, I will, like in my old place, where it was three stories because it, it was a townhouse, I literally put a blanket, a thick blanket, at the top of the stairs to block the entire upstairs floor off. So that the heat couldn't just constantly escape all the way upstairs. So you like you, if you have multiple floors in your house and it's and it's broken up by like a singular staircase or a staircase, get some heavy blankets and t- 
attack them into the fucking ceiling and literally create barriers so that you're heating individual spaces in the house because otherwise heat rises and your shit's going to get pulled from downstairs upstairs and your heat system's going to be working fucking overtime as all the heat just dissipates out the house and out through your roof. So that's one thing I would suggest. And then the other thing is, if you cordon them off, is honestly, sometimes it's better to just set your shit at a reasonable amount. And if it's not really getting you there, if you're watching TV or some shit, buy a space heater. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have and to be a crazy fucking monster. You can have ones that are like, they're only like a foot and a half tall and just sit it and aim it at the couch and you'll be toasty. you'll be great you'll be toasty yeah. the rest of the room will still be kind of cool but like you know because otherwise your heat your heat your expenses are just especially on electric heat oh my fucking god you're just going to be burning through cash so those are those are my my uh my things but yeah at minus 48 even if it's with wind chill i think you're in the neighborhood of about five minutes before your skin freezes so when i say stay inside I mean, actually stay inside, uh, because if your face is not covered or even just your eyes and stuff, you will literally just frostbite in five minutes. So don't do it. It's a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Samurai has a very important question, kind of related to the last one, Mr. Black. He said, Jeff, did you decide yet to move south, uh, south after Christmas? Um, uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Um, uh, there's, there's a couple, there's a couple of moving pieces. I did mention it to Kayla um there's some things some unforeseen things that were that is, that's that's coming up in the new year um that kind of puts a wrench into that i'm hoping that that will be that'll be that issue will be solved come february but if not then it'll be a no but if things do go well and the and the stars align and the planets the perfect eclipse happens then yes <laughs> we will go but as of right now it's not looking so good <laughs> Uh, let's see. Volkus asks, favorite family holiday tradition? Um. I, I, mine was always just, uh, and it's obviously changed now because, uh, you know, the circumstances, you know, know, grandmother passed and everything else. And one cousin is now living out West. And so like the dynamic changed, but for me, every year it was the Christmas Eve party that we have all the extended family go to my grandmother's for Christmas Eve uh, dinner. We always order Chinese food, and then we had a bunch of like snack foods and 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 stuff that we'd always uh, have. My grandfather made uh, made uh, 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 finger foods and things like that, and we with the extended family would exchange gifts. So the stuff that you'd get from like your mom and dad and Santa when you were very young would come Christmas morning, but you know, aunt, uncle and, and, and grandparents would happen Christmas Eve at this party, this get together. And that was always like, that was, I, I thought that was better than Christmas. Uh, and so it was that. Uh, and then for many, many years, one of my aunts, uh, used to always take me and my cousins, Ben and Kayla, uh, out to, um, the whatever Christmas production Neptune Theater was putting on every year. And Neptune Theater is fucking fire. I don't know if you've gone yeah, to Neptune good. Theater in a hot minute, uh, yeah. but it's always, it's, always, it's always good, and their Christmas productions are always really good. And so uh, that was always fun. We'd always go out for, for some dinner and then go to, uh, to a Neptune Theater uh, Christmas production. And, and so, uh, so, yeah, those are, those are my two. Nice. Um, that, that changed, though. We haven't had, that's not, it's been years now since any of that's happened, but... Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, my shit's, I mean, yeah, I, I used to be like, I, I don't know, man. I, I, we're kind of the same way. Like 
the last couple of years, our tradition's been fucked because of COVID. And this year, um, things are... Things are a little bit different. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, what, what I do that that is traditional now. Um, like, my mom, my sister will be here Christmas Eve and we'll spend the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll be here Christmas morning. Um, they've been doing that the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we open up presents every Christmas Eve. So very similar. So like Santa comes in the, in the morning. Um, but we kind of give each other gifts and, uh, do all that stuff, uh, Christmas Eve. So typically my gifts, my wife's, my parents, all that stuff, it all gets opened on Christmas Eve. And really Christmas day is really about the kids. Yeah. Um, you know, there might be, we, we might save a couple of gifts, uh, for Christmas so that we can open up but usually like the main gifts that we give each other we we open up when kai goes to bed and we're just kind of um doing whatever we'll put it underneath the tree and stuff and yeah you know, yeah, look yeah. At it again in the morning it's a little it's a little adults christmas the mini it's christmas. like a little a- exactly exactly it's like a it's christmas before christmas but for the adults um <laughs> and we'll have a couple of drinks and you know maybe play some cards or something um but yeah you know i haven't really very similar like we haven't really had any major Christmas traditions. Like before my grandmother died, we, we would go over her house and do all of like the whole family. Like she was the centerpiece. Right. So we all like, that's what I really enjoyed. All my cousins would be there and fucking, it didn't matter. It was just fun. Um, but you know, when she passed away, our family just kind of like, I think the first year after we all kind of got together just to like, kind of, I don't know, pretend like, everything was okay like we can we can do this still but then after that first year it was just like yeah you know everybody just kind of drifted you know everything everything Um, changes and you're you're kind of at your you're you're probably within another year or two of starting your own because now you've got kai and so this is like the purgatorial time you're in your 30s you know uh and 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 everything is shifting now where the where you know the your grandparents are gone and for the most part and mine are and and now you know our parents are becoming the grandparents and yep. we're becoming the parents That's and our it. kids are becoming the kids and so there's this weird there's this weird middle ground where unless you're cranking yep. out kids at like 22 you've got like this weird middle ground where like the traditional stuff kind of gets spread thin and then new stuff new traditions this is the person's house we're going to. This is who's all coming over. These are the things we're going to do. All that new stuff happens afterwards. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, that'll... For me now, like, I just enjoy um, some time off and uh, just being around family. Like... Yeah, yeah. And I'm a bit of a Grinch. Like, I just am. I've always been that way. <laughs> like, I don't really... I'm I'm not really a festive guy. I don't, like, skip around the house. And, you know, I'm I'm not, like... You know, my, my wife makes me wear like we all I guess this is a tradition. We every <laughs> dress year. Up pictures? Uh, yeah, we all, well, we all wear the same basically Christmas outfits. So oh, like every, okay. every year, Kayla goes out and gets us all something at a store and then we all dress up together. So like that's fun. Um, <laughs> but like outside of that, I'm a bit of a Grinch, man. Like I, you know, I wish it, I wasn't that way, but like I just like I don't know, man. 
That might uh, change I, in time. I, I think I I've, you like I hosting. You like hosting stuff. Like you, you do it with UFC events and things of that nature. So I think I think in a few more years, somewhat, you know, you'll maybe you'll do a hosting thing, and it's only going to take we'll one see. to go really well, and you and it's going to feel, you know, and some of it too is just is just you have to be a a pretty a pretty positive, pretty. Uh, you're a special type of person to to be going through what the world is going through in the last few years and be able to still get really excited and jovial and happy yeah, and, and whatever and not and not let bro, that everyday pandemic, shit creep yeah, in. Bro, the, the last couple of years, man, it's just been brutal. It's just been fucking shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just been so bad. Like 2022 sucked. Like oh, I actually people, think people it lost worse than 2021. Pe- like it was just bad. Like, uh, this year sucked dick. Like, I- I've been through more shit in one year than uh, I have in a while. Like, in some ways, like, some things came to a close and it was good, but, like, other ways, it's just, like... And then, you know, I'm just trying to get reacclimated into, like, life. <laughs> it's, it's, well, uh, it's, it's, it's just... weird. And my son, he's, like, he's turning four. Bro, and, I haven't seen the last time yeah, I saw your child, exactly. M was still picking your child up. Exactly. Exactly. So what does that tell you, right? So like it, it's it's crazy. And like for him, it's you know, he hasn't been around many kids. Like he hasn't had a childhood like like you and I had. You know, it's just fucking Thank, weird. It's thankfully weird he's times. still thankfully he's still at an age oh, yeah. where he's not he's gonna good. remember yeah, yeah. any of he this. He won't shit. remember any of this. Yeah, yeah. No, he might no. there might be like picture memory but and that's about it and he's still good enough about like he, he still had enough time with other kids in the neighborhood where he's socially gonna be fine yeah. it's just like it's gonna be a different and maybe in some weird way that might work to be a positive for you because he's gonna end up being more of a homebody it'll be less of a problem there you go <laughs> there you go i don't know man 90 percent of the kids that live here are all girls and i'm telling oh, you it's gonna God. be some trouble man. it's gonna be some trouble and like another 10 years it's going assuming to be assuming trouble. they all stay and live like and, and continue to be there in in I suppose yeah but holy shit that's yeah. gonna be some that's gonna be some shit yeah you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to keep an eye on that boy yep it's gonna be crazy uh last question um let's see oh Kaluzzi is adding to this uh, to this question uh said uh, what's the least what's the opposite what's the least favorite family holiday tradition also, happy holidays, uh, you guys, and thanks to all the entertainment you've provided over the years. You're both awesome. Thank you, Kaluzzi. Appreciate that. You've been around for a long time. We appreciate you. Um, I will say, I will say, it's kind of a more new tradition. So, my my mom's sister, so my mom has two siblings. My mom's sister, her older sister, um, had her uh, literal coming to Jesus moment, probably about five, six years ago now, probably time is weird. So it's probably more like six years, like six years ago. And, uh, and, and like a lot of people that are her age, so she would have been, she would have been like pushing 60 at the time. Um, single woman, businesswoman, um, had her coming to Jesus moment. And so like, uh, like you can imagine she went all in, like she's, she went, all in and she has my mom as like the thing to look to right mom's the minister so she mm. went like hard in the paint to the point where like at one point she she when she, we were had and and this was probably about three years into her having her come to jesus moment um probably 20 2018 20 2019 
um, she decided that at the at the Christmas Eve party, we were she handed out these these little pamphlet things, and they were they were hymns like the like Christmas uh, Christmas hymns, and that we were going to be we were going to uh, to sing one of them. I can't remember which one. Every year it was a different one, and nobody in this family can sing, and nobody wants to sing either. But <laughs> but like, what are you going to do when your aunt is sitting there handing the shit out, and you're like. Okay, fine. All right, let's get. All right, fine. Let's get over with. The season to be No, 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 no. This is this is the this is like Psalms. This is like out the Bible hymns type oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so like uh, so we're all sitting there with their pamphlets and like and God love her. I, I love I love my aunt, but it's like everyone nobody is there to sing hymns. Like we're we're all very Christian people, but none of us can sing, and none of us want to sing. But you, know, but you can't you can't say no. So you all just take it, and you're singing it, and then you're all trying to like you're hoping for it to fucking end. You're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It finally gets over, and then we can then you know then we can move on with our time. But uh, so I, Bro, I wouldn't say gonna... I wouldn't say I hate it, but it's it's definitely not. Yeah, I, I don't have like traditions I don't like. I mean, I don't like go. I mean, I, I I don't like going out and shopping. I mean, I tell you that. I mean, that's a that's an obvious <laughs> tradition. I, I am not a fan of that at all. Um, I'm not a fan about how much money I had I have to spend every year at Christmas. It's it's actually ludicrous. Um, I mean, I don't have to, but like I've kind of set a standard now that like you know I kind of <laughs> kind of put myself into pull, put myself into a corner. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think there's anything that I don't really like about um there's there isn't something that i have to do every year because i'm the type of person that's like dude if i don't like doing something i'm just not gonna <laughs> do it um so so yeah but i will bre- i will i will fuck with your brain okay so i uh coming to jesus moment okay so like the last three months I've been at church every Sunday. I've every known that because you mentioned it Sunday. in passing on Twitter or some shit one day. And I went, yeah. I, I did. Tell, I was looking so, at my phone. I put my phone so, down. And I went, wait a minute. What the fuck? Yeah. So, <laughs> so for those, for those who don't know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a religious guy. I'm just, I, I'm still not like I, I, I go to church because uh, I wanted to spend more time with my dad. So mm-hmm. and your dad, your dad's been going to church for a long time. And now. my dad's, my dad's been, my dad has had a coming to Jesus moment, right? Yes. So like at one point in his life, you know, it's just boom, just like flip the switch. Like fifteen years guy. ago now, something. Like. Yeah, a while ago. Um, yeah, about fifteen years. Um, so you know, my dad, he is in charge of all of the um, production side of things. So what he does is, and they got crazy setups there, man. Like I'm telling you, there's like there's there's equipment there that make you jealous. You're going, whoa, what oh, the fuck dude, is going on here? Dude, churches don't skimp on audio video equipment, bro, bro. This is some next level shit. So he does all the live streaming and stuff, like because they they broadcast it out to people that can't make it to church, and they they've, they've got all this stuff. So I he asked me he asked me one day to like go in there because he was having some problems with the stream and stuff, and I'm like, dad, like. You know, I'll help you out. Like I'll, you know, I stream for a living. Like I, 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 I know how to make the shit look. And I, I went on their stream, and I'm like, man, this looks bad. Like it's just not good. <laughs> I mean, it was fine for what they were doing, but like I'm like, bro, you got we we've you've got the equipment. It's like it's like it's like having tens of thousands of dollars in audio and video equipment, and, and you then, just don't know then, what to do with it. And you're using it like it's a blue yeti. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah, like yeah, just yeah, not. Yeah. You know, um, they did have things set up correctly, and they had a they very impressive um setup and stuff but like it just wasn't implemented 
the best. So I went there one week to just go and, and rehaul the whole streaming stuff, like the quality and stuff. And I sat there for a service. And, bro. <laughs> I, yeah, Jeff bro, had a coming to Jesus moment setting up an OBS stream. <laughs> I had a coming to Jesus moment when I saw how entertaining this fucking church is, man. Black it's probably Baptist, Baptist right? Yeah. Oh, okay. hell yeah. yeah. It's like, it is like. How big are the bro, hats? Uh, it's not too bad. The, some of the women wear really. They, they go fucking, all out. They, some yeah. of them go all out, right? How many but men are, are, are arguably pimps? Not that many. Not that okay. many. Like my grandfather doesn't go to that church. He goes to a different one. He's a deacon at a different at a different church. Okay. But my grandfather would look like a pimp. And there's yeah. a there's a couple of them. <laughs> there's definitely a couple, but it's not it's not like it's They're not. They're usually too crazy. the older the older crowd. It's older. Yeah, it's the yeah, older yeah. crowd. Yeah, but yeah. my God. Bro, I I went I went one week and I said, man, and I looked at dad and I could tell like at the end of it, when I was all said and done, dad was just happy I was there, right? Because if you're because if if I were to ask my dad, my dad's like, you know, and my dad told me, he's like, man, I've been praying for the day that you'd, you'd start coming to church and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, I just kind of let him, you know, I let him live his, his dream, of his course. life. So like, <laughs> I, 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 but like, I'm not going to sit here and tell him like, bro, I don't believe in God, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just <laughs> like, I'm here. I'm, I'm more here to hang out with you and then, you know, help you out. And it's peaceful. Like there's something, there's just something about this church um, and it's not like boring, like fucking no, no offense out there, but there's like some, I've been to some Catholic no, churches, bro, and, bro, bro, there bro. ain't an exciting Catholic church on okay. the planet. I'll just Thank you. Be, it Thank doesn't you. exist. I just don't want to, I just don't want to no. offend somebody, right? No, like, nobody's going to, yeah. nobody, no, everyone that goes to Catholic church is going to understand that yeah. it's all boring as shit. Ain't nobody got time for but that. But man, if you go to a black Baptist church and it's not just black, right? There's like, no, there's, there's a lot of white folks and other ethnicities and it's, it's inclusive to everybody, Yeah, yeah. but the church is roots. It's, it's Southern Baptist. Baptist. It's Southern Baptist. Right. And so my God, the music, the singers, like, Oh my God, there's like, there's some singers there. I'm like, Jesus, like you, you sound so fucking good. Like what the fuck? How are you here? Like what? Yeah. What the hell? And and the 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 songs, they and then our 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 preacher and like. Now here's a question. He is just my it, goodness, my. It ain't, it ain't Southern Baptist if that if that preacher hasn't gone through five handkerchiefs wiping his forehead. Oh, he goes through. He goes through at least five. Bare minimum. <laughs> bare minimum. Every five. Every, every, every five minute. seconds. He's Every got the, just, he's just got patting the, shit down, and, and it's that it's that it, it, it's really that like uh, you know that that Baptist preaching, like yes. you know what I mean? Like uh, you, well, every, the, the best thing about Baptist Baptist pre- preaching is that there's so much energy in it that's hard to be bored by it because every they're screaming damn near everything, yeah. yeah, and and it's and it's also like they'll say they'll basically they'll give like the theme of the message for the day, which is usually down here. Mm-hmm. And they, they start down here. Oh, and, and then they, they start and there. Then they, and, they, and then all of a sudden, the crowd, you hear like a couple of, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all, you know, oh, a, little, yeah. a little amen come out of the somebody in the crowd. And then, and then after about five minutes, then it steps up. Now we're up here. It's random. And it's getting, it's getting a little, and the cadence of speech starts to get a little bit like yep. they were the captain of a starship at some point mm-hmm. in their life. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, <laughs> All of a sudden, hey, yeah, yeah. can I get an amen? 
<laughs> ha! Yeah, and, he, and he'll and he'll he'll like and if the and if the crowd if the crowd ain't ain't hype enough, he'll call people out on it too. Yeah, I'd be like, he's "What like, are you sitting in your seat?" Yeah, he's like, oh, "Am I preaching? Or am I preaching?" And and you hear like one guy in the back like, "Yeah, brother, Amen, church, hell yeah!" And you got you got you got people standing up. You got. Oh, bro, it's, it's 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 amazing. It's theater. I go there. It is it is it's performance. Sure, it's 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 there is something performative about what is going on there, and yeah. it's like I'm like, oh my god, like this is so good. <laughs> and the thing is, is like when I go, and and I even go when Dad's not there. Like if Dad isn't even there, like I'm not I'm not even the type of guy that's like, okay, Dad's not showing. I'm not showing. I'm there every Sunday. You know, I'm, I'm there every Sunday. I dress up, I sit by myself, and <laughs> I I just, you know, I don't take my wife, my son, not, I'm not, you know, that, but I just go there, and it's, 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 it's like an hour and a half long, it's not, it's not that much time. Thank God, man, again, just, Catholics really need to just, Catholics just need to pull that, you go to Catholic church, you're there for like three goddamn hours, bro. Nah, you bro, get, bro. You, get, is... you got, you're booking your whole day just to go to church. Bro, you get, you bro gotta... we get in there. They do, they do the, the first 15 minutes is like, is songs. So it's like they, they do three songs kind of mashed up into one. So it's like, they do one song. It bleeds right into the next song. It bleeds right into the next one. And, and, uh, you know, they switch it up all the time. Like obviously Christmas time, there's some, some Christmas related stuff, but with like a Baptist thing, but full band, like we're talking like straight up state of the art band. Oh, yeah. Drums, fucking guitars. There's ukuleles. There's fucking African <laughs> drums. I've seen it all there, bro. Everything. And then, and then they have like, then they'll do like their spiel about like supporting and blah blah. blah. And then they'll go into like the lesson, you know. And they'll, they'll, they'll have a theme for the month. And then they'll go into it, right? And they'll go through the scripture and stuff. And it's it's what I find entertaining about it. Not only is all the performance stuff, but like listening to the Bible, like listening to the different stuff in the Bible and how they, how they come up with, um, analogies and things in, in, in this time and the things yes. that we go through, it's very, it's so performative. It's almost like, I, I hate to say it like this, but it's almost like, um, it reminds me a lot of, you know, you know, when you watch, um, and I don't mean any disrespect when I say this. So people, whatever, because I don't like talking about religion and stuff. We've already because, pissed off know, the Catholics. We can't go any further. But hey, I, hey, and fuck off, because like I'm probably going to church more than some of these people that are upset that I'm at, that I'm in church. But anyway, I promised you did not piss off a single okay. Catholic. You're okay. But what I find, what I find, uh, very um, interesting is remember when you watch a like the like the the show with the medium stuff. Where, where like you'd have somebody like somebody dies, and then they would cold? go to. Are you saying cold? Like, so cold reading? No, like is is that what it is? Is like basically well, keep say saying, for keeps, yeah, yeah. So say for example, like you know my grand my grandmother passed away, right? Yeah, and say like I'm missing her, and yeah. I want to connect with her, or whatever, right? Right. And I, I've tried doing it, and all I've tried doing whatever, and right. nothing is filling that gap. So some people will go to like some sort of a median or some sort of person that can like talk, uh, like can kind of channel yes. and they'll say like, they'll say, they'll, they'll still say things, uh, or like this person, uh, um, you ever notice like, started with a G and yeah, like, exactly. That's so, cold so that's reading. Stuff. That is cold reading. Okay. So cold reading. Okay, yeah. good. All right. So cold reading. 
I find the church mm-hmm. has a taste of that, where okay. like they will, uh, and it's we have like more than one like minister and stuff. Like we have like a main like uh, I guess they call him like a doctor or like some sort of I don't know, he's got some sort of grandiose name, but we have like <laughs> okay. and we have like guest speakers and stuff. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. That's common. And I, no, and I'm not saying that my church does cold readings. <laughs> no, Doesn't exist. Okay, for fuck's <laughs> that, sakes. Okay? Now that would be uh, that Southern would be Baptist cold reading be would be pretty be impressive. Uh, no, there's none of that shit. But what I'm saying, what it reminds me of, is they find a way, and it's very genius. Mm-hmm. They find a way to really pry at an individual, and nobody individually is ever called out, right? Mm-hmm. They're preaching, but what they'll do it in a way that at some point you're going to relate to something, right? Mm-hmm. So like, for example, if he's like, Hey, you know, um, um, you know, maybe you're spending too much time on social media, right? Mm-hmm. They'll say things, they'll say things that like are very broad that like, I think the vast majority of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I find it. I can almost see, and I don't know. That's the thing. That's the beauty. I don't, and I know I'm kind of rambling here, but because I don't really have anybody to talk talk to this about. It's almost like the, your one of your longest term friends might be the one person that you may or may not be able to talk about church to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's really it's really fascinating how how they how like a preacher mm-hmm. can really take a hold and control the crowd. Like in in a way that he's preaching the gospel and there's stuff in there, but he does it in a way that like every single person can latch on to what he is saying, including me. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not a religious guy. So like I'm sitting there and I'm going, I think, I'm going, I, I think some of this is that I think some of this, this is all really good. And I'm excited for you that you're at least getting it like this into it, regardless of the affiliation of why you're into it. But I think, I think some of this is that you may or may not have had a misconception about what church actually entailed or how it was operated, you know, outside of maybe thinking about what Catholic church is like when you go to like, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a very, yeah. I've been to those. Um, you My know, mom's that, side's Catholic. It's a so different, when I was it's younger, a different that's animal. where I went, right? And I just and, didn't like it. And even modern Catholic church will be a is a bit is a bit closer to what you're describing in terms of how the message is is framed. But the whole concept of it really, and it, and it's like any good speaker, but like but especially for church. So there's a couple of things. Is one, most people are going to church for a a a reason or a purpose. And and so when you go to a place with an expectation, you're you're going there largely receptive. Pre, you're already unless you're going there cynically, you're you're pre-exposing yourself or you're opening yourself up to whatever is going to be taught that day. So that that drops your barriers a bit and it makes it a little easier to begin with. You're going there with an expectation. Everyone that's in that room has some level of expectation that opens themselves up to the speaker at hand. It's similar if somebody goes to like a you know, like a fucking David Goggins thing where they, they're going there. They, they want David Goggins to tell them how to live their fucking life so they can be 50 years old, ripped out of their mind and do 20,000 pushups in a week. Like that, that's, you know, it's, it's a similar idea. You're going there with a certain level of expectation. So from a psychological perspective, that's one of it. Secondly, the Bible is literally, if you had to distill it, it's living for dummies. Like if you were to sell that on a shelf and not call it the Bible, it's living for dummies. And it's done in such a way that's a bunch of letters and stories 
that are like any story. So even if you took it outside the concept of the Bible and you, and you just said like, of mice and men, the book, like it's been taught in every fucking school for like God knows how long. The reason why it's taught is because there are themes and those themes are broad and can apply to a lot of people that can relate to them and help understand things perhaps from perspectives that they wouldn't have thought about it because they didn't think that it applied to them until it was presented to them in a way that was digestible. And a really good pastor, preacher, minister, reverend, whatever fucking name the denomination uses, is able to read the Bible, understand it, and say, okay, this letter or this story, this is the distilled, this is the theme of this. What what exists today that this theme can be presented in? And that's what and he does that's, really well. And that's what that well. is. And so a really good minister will do that well. And then when you're listening to it, shit starts to make sense. Because when yeah. you, if you just, without that filter, a pastor or whatever to, to that's good with that, that's read the Bible 410,000 times and can do that shit with ease... If you're just somebody that like walks up and somebody says, you know, you have come your Jesus moment and they hand you a Bible and say, go read that shit. Most people are just going to not like that's a barrier. They're, they're not either not going to understand it because of the language that's used in terms of whether, you know, if you're reading King James or some shit, it's like a foreign fucking language. Nobody understands half the shit in the book to begin with. So that's a barrier. You get rid of that barrier when you have people just go to church and have somebody take that and apply it to today. And then all of these lessons now, it's like, oh, that kind of makes some sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some, and so some, even if you're some, not about God, so even if you're yeah. not about God and, and, and whatnot as a person, I'm not just saying you, but I'm just saying people in general, if you find a good church that has a good minister, pastor, whatever, who is good at doing that, there are things, there are universal lessons that are in, a, in the Bible. And this isn't just true of Christianity. There are other faiths and religions that are very similar oh, in this course. regard. Yeah. They're super applicable. It's just that having the right, like anything, having the right teacher breaks down the barrier of understanding the, the like base context of the, of that text and yeah. makes it applicable to your real life. And you go home, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. That makes some sense. Yeah. Why I, not? There's, there's definitely been some, some, some things where I'm like, whoa, okay. And, but <laughs> at the same time, like I also, when I'm there, it's like what I had to do. And I found like the first time I went, I was just shocked by the sheer entertainment value of it. And I'm like, okay. Well, Baptist Church is very I'm, entertaining. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I'm just in, like, this makes the decision to hang out with my dad every Sunday even easier. Okay, so I'm in. <laughs> then the second week came around, and the second week wasn't... I found myself not allowing myself to enjoy it as much because I'm like, I don't believe in any of this. Like, I just, you know... I Like, you know, and I'm seeing people, like, fucking pour their souls out and just i'm like whoa this is deep this is heavy well, it's a lot to take and in like, because you're not yeah, used to seeing that it's shit. a lot it was a yeah. lot and then i said okay you know what like don't take things so literally right mm-hmm. just go there and take what you can from it and just try and enjoy the process give it a chance and so that's what i did so for like the first month it took me a little while to like just you know not take things so literal because if I took things so literal, then I my brain just can't. I just take myself out of it, and I'm like, dude, this is like this is like believing in Santa Claus to me. I can't. I like I, I don't know. Like I, it's not for me. But when I let my guard down, and I was like, okay, just get your head out of your ass. It's an hour and a half. Just listen, and see what you can get. 
And I'm telling you, man, every week that I go, I don't leave that place feeling any worse than what I, than what I, <laughs> than what I went in. And it, you know, and in most cases I feel better. Like I've just, I just feel good. There's something spiritual or like, uh, some kind of, um, you get a community peaceful. feeling cause you're that's in a space it. where that's, everyone that's is there it. for the same reason. Right. And that's it makes it. you feel like you're part of something too. That is it. I think that's the main thing. It's the sense of community and, and then being around people like me being around my dad, there's something about it. And I can also help with the production stuff. So like, I'm not like, like dead weight there. Like I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm just, I, cause I feel guilty sometimes where I go in there. I'm like, I don't really believe at the core of the, what, what they're really saying. They'd so be like, more excited opinion. that if, if they'd be more excited that somebody like you is walking through the front door than somebody that's already like all in on the shit because for sure, for sure. And they know, don't they'd push be way anything more on me either. Like my dad doesn't push anything on me. Preacher doesn't everybody there and everybody's super nice. Like I come in every week. I sit by myself. Sometimes people come up, say hi, give me a hug. I don't know who they are. Like, <laughs> everything is like, everything is, you know, super chill. Right. Or I'm like, Hey, you know, he's like, Oh, you're, you're miles, son or whatever. Right. And it, it's like a, it, it's, it's like a extended family. So mm. I really do. And I really do enjoy that. So this next year I'm, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna, uh, try and, 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 uh, and be part of the production. So I'm going to like, I'm going to try and help. Like I might actually man some controls instead of just like kind of be there. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the next step next okay. year. Okay. And, uh, and, and miles ain't going to know what to do with himself so, here. So in a year's time, this time next year, you can ask me how's church going and I'll have an update. <laughs> and I'm the type of guy too. Like when I commit to something, I told myself, Oh sure. When I commit to something, that's it. I'm in. So like I told myself, I said, Jeff, can't tell your dad that you're going to start going to church and you can't start going to church and then say you're going to go and then not go. Like I'm going and I go every week. So unless I'm traveling, then it, you know, I have an excuse, but outside of that, it is what it is. So anyway, sorry for that tangent. Uh, no, that's, that's fine. Uh, when you brought up coming to Jesus moment, I'm like, I haven't had a coming to Jesus moment, but I am in church. You've been, you've had, a, you've had a coming to Jesus's house moment. There you go. You Guys, walk through I'm the front door, you, black Baptist church. Even if you don't have one in your local area, look, search them on YouTube and you, the, the, there's tons of the stuff out there and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, man. The shit is like, it's theater. It's incredible. It's, it's it really is when people have asked me, you know, cause I haven't been to church in fucking 15 years now. The, uh, why haven't you been to church? I said, well, I haven't, I haven't found a church around here that I, that, that I've, you know, I've enjoyed going to, and that's the most important yeah. thing about church is that if you go somewhere where, where, it, uh, where, it, you know, you're not, it's, you're just not vibing like a church. I hate to use that fucking zoomer ass word, but it is a vibe. You, you go in and, you, and there is a, a vibe to it. And it's not that one, it's not to say that one church is better than the other. It's like anything. Well, there are people, to. there are people involved. You're going to go somewhere where you yeah. feel like you, you have some sort of connection to it. So, um, I always say, you know, if you're looking to do it, you know, I do, I've, I've told people don't don't just immediately pick up the fucking Bible. Just go go explore churches in your city. I don't even know the Bible. Don't go know explore, one. yeah, go explore churches in your city. Just yeah. go to dig a service. Do give it like one or two services at each place. Yeah. Make sure that you're seeing the main person because sometimes, like Jeff said, they'll have a, a guest speaker, yeah. and yeah. so make sure you're getting their 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 regular guy or girl uh, that's doing the services and 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 check it out. And then see if you find something that you, that you that you know that fits your your piece, and then just start there. 
And yeah. just and if you and if it's just if that's as far as you go, fucking who cares? Whatever. Take it from me, guys. I'm not a religious person. I'm not. Like I'm more, I guess, spiritual. Like I'm, uh, you know, but I'm not. It's just not who I am. And take it from me. If you find the right one, it'll just make you feel good. It's it's. It, but you gotta, you gotta be what Adam said. You gotta you gotta be receptive. Like you can't if you go in there just full guard up. Like and you're and you you. You'll and, find reasons to hate everything exact, that's happening around exactly, you. Exactly, yeah. because you'll look at and there's still things that I see there. I'm like, you know, like or I hear certain things. I'm like, Ugh, but I'm like, Jeff, that's just one little blimp. Okay, let's look at the grand picture here. Okay, stick stick to it. Stick well, to it. It ain't gonna hurt you. You know, the, yeah, I, I did the Catholic Church thing. We were never Catholic. I did the Catholic Church thing uh, a, a number of times. That shit just puts me to sleep every time. It's too much. Pr- it's that that is performative because there's a lot of like ritualistic type stuff of this this the timed sitting and standing yeah. and the repeat yeah. back. And so if you've never been, it's really uncomfortable because you don't know any yeah. of the of the of the ins and outs and the flows because most of the people that are in these catholic churches have been going since they were a kid so they know yeah. everything yeah. so it could be a little and bit i don't eat the uh, bread daunting. i don't drink the the, the the purple juice i don't i don't do anything you don't and have the to they just I, make it available yeah they make it available and they yeah. don't they don't force it down your throat like it's just there you can take it on your way in or not uh and that's what i liked about that's what i that's what I like is nobody's telling me I got to believe in this and that, and I got to do this and that nobody's judging me. I just go there and it's my entertainment for an hour and a half. It's peaceful. And you know, what you are describing right now is actually what is what Christianity is supposed to be. You're supposed to, you're supposed to simply lead by example and people come to you instead of you going to them. It's the polar opposite of every fucking person that's ever knocked on your door and tried to convince you. Exactly. It's exactly. the polar opposite. You you just live your life, you do your thing, and then people come to you. That's the whole idea. And that's the same thing with the church. You provide an environment that is open and welcoming, that is not judgmental because as well, God is supposed to be the only person in which, you know, that can cast or thing that can cast judgment. You're just there to open your doors and bring people in and make sure they're comfortable and and that's and that's complicated and then they get what they get out of it and that's complicated as it, as it's supposed to be as it gets yeah but a lot of churches miss that shit because unfortunately like i've said this a lot of times in a lot of discussions on my stream about religion and stuff is that as soon as you involve people shit gets fucked up and it's just and even as something as simple as being the head of a church pastor or whatever people get this real we they they get it, it, it it's a modicum of, all this other of power shit that, yeah yeah and yeah. then it just bleeds into it and so when yeah. you find a place that doesn't that doesn't have that and it's just a different it's what it's supposed to be like and you'll yeah. know it immediately it will be very apparent when you go into a church the difference between a place that's being ego run and and is a ruled with an iron fist and a church that's like the one Jeff is describing and the one I went to for many many years before they moved which wasn't wasn't Baptist, but same same idea. Full rock band. Paul was one of the greatest drummers I've ever seen in my life. He also didn't have a neck. His his head just went straight to his shoulders. He's a fucking rock. Uh, he was the most. It was like a stereotype cartoon drummer. The dude benched like five hundred pounds. He was just an animal. And then go up on the drums and just fucking wailing on him and shit and it was entertaining. So as a kid, you're going there. There's music. It's exciting. It's whatever. And the pastor was great at the time. And so you find something like that. It will be a totally totally because it's it's true like a lot of people get turned off of any religion not just christianity any religion because so many of their experiences are negative either because of family forcing it upon them 
or uh or because they're like it's like the vegans coming for you and reminding you every five seconds that they're vegans or crossfitters and like have you ever tried veganism and crossfit and you're like no just please shut the fuck up i don't want to steam you you know my vegetables i i will tell you if at any point somebody tries to sway me to do something that i'm not that i'm not getting to the finish line myself i'm out i'm out the moment somebody preaches to me by myself and it's like you got to think this way and you got to i'm out get the fuck away from me you're done i don't get any of that there so i'm sticking with it that's it that's it and on that holy note it's time to end the podcast for this week and the the, the completely made up arbitrary date of Jesus' birth is coming up so uh, enjoy that one uh and uh, we will see you guys after the holiday for another Technical Alpha podcast. Thank you so much for yet another year being with us, supporting us on Patreon, and uh, we look forward to uh, to doing some more, and we'll see you on the other side. And until then, guys, have a good one out there, whether you celebrate whatever the fuck you celebrate uh, or not. Just stay safe out there. And stay warm, for God's sake. Space heater. And no Jack Astors. <laughs> Peace. Peace.